Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. What's up everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up guys? This is Paul Verzi and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! yeah. My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 325 for Wednesday, July 26th, 2023. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? You having the best day ever? Best week ever? Who knows? Uh, what is the One Man Podcast if you have just stumbled onto it for the first time? It is me, comedian, brand ambassador, earthling, Josh Williams, telling you what's going on with me, personally, professionally, and everything in between. Guess who's back? Back again. Ryan's back. <laughs> Uh, we split up this week. Uh, I went to Iowa and he went to, that's the whole state, right? That's how, that's how lame. And I'm going to actually talk about how great Iowa was, but, um, that's how lame Iowa was, is that I just refer to the entire state. It's all encompassing. Whereas like Ryan went to Nashville. So it's like the specific city. has got enough fun stuff on its own. Um, I feel I should say some words so people know that I'm here. You're allowed to speak. Hi. I told you that's how you get a word in edgewise. You got to you gotta just jump in and when just you're ready. Tell you to stop talking. Dude, did you really have like a little, you bought a five by seven card and yeah. you've got like little notes all over it's it? I like it. Me. I love I love that you were invested enough to prepare for the podcast. It was. I was more excited to use this piece of paper that was given to me by my hotel. <laughs> Does it have the, the thing on it? Yeah, look right there. W Hotels. Oh, that's the new one. I thought this was something that you grabbed last week. So you were just like, oh, as things happen, I'm going to make notes. Um, this week, guys, I will tell you about my trip to Iowa. Ryan is going to tell you what it was like in Nashville because we've actually saved some of our experiences, uh, from telling each other, uh, to make sure that it's all fresh for you guys. We have, uh, arrived in Chicago. Um, but we're, as we're recording this Wednesday, normally I like to end it on Tuesday and everything that's happened today, we will save for the next episode, but we've already started, uh, doing some stuff in Chicago. So stay tuned next episode for that. But um, I'm going to talk about what it was like setting up and activating in Iowa at the IndyCar, whatever it's called. I think it was called IndyCar, but I don't know if there's like a 5,000 or something at the end. Um, I'm going to let you know about uh, kind of some of the places that I ate and some of the wonderful people that I met while I was in Iowa. Ryan, Cole's Notes version, right? If this was like an index, what are you going to let people know? I'm going to talk about Nashville, where I stayed. Um some you did a tour tours, that I was super jealous of. Tours that I did. I really got into the tourist uh, thing down in Nashville. I'd never been there before, so that's awesome. I just booked everything I could. I googled top ten things to do in Nashville, and then did about twenty. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay. Do you want to go first or second? I think yours is probably going to be more fun. So can I save yours for the headline spot? I don't think mine will be fun. Well, I'm the things that you did guy. versus what I did. You go. I think mine was I'm going to look up Indy while you, you start. Indy? The Indy car? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I uh, I can't remember. I think I, I recorded the last podcast in the other room. By the way, I really enjoyed 
my my room. Again, they upgraded me at the Hampton Inn and Suites. And um, I have to say, it's hard because I want to get the the activation part out, but it almost went hand in hand. The, the staff at the uh, Hampton Inn and Suites in Ankeny, Iowa, were phenomenal. Brian, the the manager, was absolutely phenomenal. Him and his staff, every single human being that I spoke to, they weren't friendly in a, they're working in a hotel sense. They were friendly in the, how are you doing? What brings you to town? Um, and then when they found out I was Canadian, they wanted to ask me about Canada and, and chit chat. Um, to the point that when I got back from the activations, like when we were working, um, I, I'd walk in there. So how was the day? But we get chatting and, and Ryan, you won't be surprised, but I, I know where to fall. I stayed down there hour and a half, two hours, like still with my shit, you know, bag in my hand, but just, they were asking questions. They were so interested and they like, you know, what's this like, what's that like? And I can, I can get into it, but they were so kind, so friendly. Um, I, I wasn't in a hurry to just go up and sit in my room and watch the same four shows that I always watch. You know what I mean? It was nice to like have a real human interaction. And I was like, chatting with them about stuff they i was asking them about the 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 mirror contrast all this fun stuff um but i'll get into that later but just the the hotel itself was great every single staff member was kind went out of their way uh to to get me things to do things i'll talk more about it later on um but i i was happy when i got there i was comfortable right from the get-go i uh of course went to costco do you talk when you're alone no why? Sure? This is what this is. I'm supposed to talk. It's a podcast. Yeah, well, I know. And you're you're a comic as well. So that's a talking job. Right. You just told everybody how you were talking to the hotel staff for hours. It's, it's the most. So again, I kind of wanted to save some of the subject matters until like, you know, we're right, right in it. But because it's hard to decide where to start. Where to start with the activation? The activation happened later in the week. You and know you what start, I mean? My, my notes start when I got there. Yeah. So for myself, like I'll do, we'll do Iowa and then we'll do Nashville. Yours is going to be is head and shoulders above. Like when the highlight of my week was that the people I was talking to were so kind, friendly, engaging, like, dude, I'm going to tell you some things that they did. They went out of their way above and beyond. Um, like just for example, one of the girls who sadly named, I, I don't remember the name of any of the ladies except for Tara. Tara is one of the ladies who worked there part time. And she was one of the people who just chatted with me one night when I came in. Um, they, dude, they were walking around the hotel. Like I was a celebrity, like people I'd never met until the very last day were like, Oh, we heard you were here. Everyone's like, Oh yeah, he's a comedian. And you know, he's from Canada and da, 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 da. And they were asking me if I would sign same things for them and stuff like that. Like, and I even left something. I took my indie pass that I got at the end of the weekend. And I wrote on the back of it. I asked them if they had a Sharpie. It was actually kind of cool. They only had an orange Sharpie right? A color I don't think I've ever seen, but because the brand colors are orange, it was kind of cool that I was able to write a note over all of the indie text on it. So you could still read right. the the, yeah. the the pass, but you could also read my like, hey, Brian, this is the most at home I've felt on this entire tour. Thanks for making me feel comfortable. Da, 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 da. And then I signed it. And I left it with them as a thank you. Um, yeah, Chicago. Blah, 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 or whatever. They- <laughs> Somebody's dying, probably. Um, They're just here to shut you up. You think so? Why yeah. are you so angry? I'm always angry. I'm an angry man. Mm-mm. You made so, me angry this morning. That's why. Oh yeah, we started late. This, this next week's episode. You write your little note and you can bitch about how how we started late this morning. Um, so got to the hotel. Fine, free upgrade. Nice little people. Like the the, the early chit chat was good. Didn't spend too too long when I first got there. Um, I went to Costco. Uh, turns out it was the biggest Costco in uh, America. It's brand new. It's in Ankeny, Iowa. 
Um, now this is the distribution center for Costco. So whenever you order something online, it, it, uh, goes out from there. So their, their size is predominant. It's like having a Costco with an Amazon warehouse built on the back of it, right? You're not really going through that warehouse, but when you're like this, the size is huge. It's like, well, you know, I, I don't think it's a fair fight. Did you have a good time? What at Costco? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I did. That was the note that I just added right as I right before I hit play. There was um, like the joy that I see children in a Lego store. Yeah, is the joy that I see on your face when you walk into. Costco. I love Costco. Do you know why I like Costco? Because the deals are good, and I always say that like 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 Wal like Costco is like the Walmart of name brand stuff. If that makes sense, because you can go to a Walmart and you're gonna get like cheap shit, but it's like no name brand garbage cheap shit. You know what I mean? Which they'll play use against me if I, you know, Costco ever wants to sponsor me. They're like, remember when you talk shit about us? At the end of the day, like Costco is budget, whatever. Whereas I like that you, when you go to Costco, you're getting the Sony's, the LG's, like you're getting the Apple products, but you're getting them cheaper than other places. So that's what I like about Costco. And I like that the inventory changes often in a Costco. So every time you go into one, their their inventory is based on the demographic in the area and everything like that. So every time I go to one, it's not just like the same shit and oh, there's a couple new things. There's usually a lot of different shit in a Costco. It's an audio podcast, Ryan. You're sitting here nodding at me. <laughs> With a big but, shit-eating mm, grin on my face. I liked Costco. <laughs> I, I like Costco. I never apologize for my love of Costco. Um yeah. And I, 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 when I went in there, there was a massage chair demo for like one of the road shows that they have where they're, you know, selling stuff for the week and, uh, gigantic, like fucking pod looking things, Ryan, where you have to tuck your arms like into the sides of it. So you sit down almost like, you know, you're in a pod and then your arms tuck into the sides of the thing. There's pressure things that come down your shoulders. So I got like arms, legs, uh, the guy put like booties on my feet because it massages all parts of your feet. So, and it's even zero gravity. So it like reclined back and had me in like a zero gravity sat there. And you know, he's like, he's like, it's a 15 minute massage. Are you in a hurry? And I go, I go, no, but, and I was forthcoming. I was like, listen, I'm Canadian. I couldn't buy one of these if I wanted to right now. I have no, no way to get it home. You know what I mean? So like, but he's talking not about two trucks. Well, yeah, I guess so. Um, shout out to Sam at Avis, who the second I got there called and said, we don't have a car for you. And then he's like, I'll call you the next day. So Sam, Sam moved some things around, got me a great rental. I was just realized that I, I was there in a rental, not in my truck. And, uh, and he was also the one who recommended the food place that we ate at, but uh, shout out to Sam at Avis in Ankeny, Iowa, who managed to get me a vehicle when everything, uh, his problem dude worked all by himself. So for three days in a row, that guy was at that place by himself bringing in the vehicles, renting them out, answering phones, coordinating everything. The big issue for him was people were renting vehicles from his location and dropping them off at a different one. So all of the vehicles he was supposed to have back to rent out, he wasn't getting, and he's a one-man show. He can't get to another location, right? Kind of like this one. What's that? Kind of like this one. What do you mean? One-man show. Yeah, one-man one man podcast. podcast. So he couldn't uh, couldn't get it. But anyways, shout out to Sam. He made things work for me. He was very, very kind, made good recommendations. Another friendly guy. I'm telling you, Iowa was the closest to Canada that I've been on this entire trip. So being homesick, being away from my friend, you know what I mean? Like just kind of by myself, it was nice to be around people that were like, um, would talk to you. Well, just, but you know, genuinely. So it wasn't like, like I'm aware that I'm a chatty person, but there's people like, 
my mother is a chatty person, but she'll handcuff people to a conversation. She can't read their body language like they're not interested. They've stopped going from full sentences to one word answers to sounds, you know, yeah. they just follow the path. Yeah. Mm. Follow the path. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. And then they look away. Mm, mm. Yeah. So, um, no, these were people like, oh, where are you from? Da-da-da. Oh, what's it like there? Like they were asking questions. So really my talking was answering their questions. If they stopped asking questions, I stopped chatting with them. All right. Well, you have a great day, blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, it was, it was super sweet. The Costco was great. Mike, the guy who put me in the massage chair at Costco, um, started chatting with me again, same thing. Asked me where I was from. Said he was a big hockey fan. Oh, you're from Canada. You guys like hockey, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he used to live in, uh, Detroit and he's a huge Red Wings fan. Um, Steve Eiserman, their captain for the best run of their thing is from Ottawa. So it was an opportunity for them to, uh, Ryan has dropped the mic and just rested in his lap. <laughs> it was, it was cool. We got into, honestly, dude, he started talking to me about theology. We were talking about just being kind. He's an old guy. He's big on, on cannabis in the sense that like, dude, he's 60 and he had big, big, strong, like biceps, everything like that. Like he was in really good shape for an old guy. Look kind of like Jack LaLanne. I don't know if you know who that is. But just a guy who's in his old age, like, like imagine, you know, Schwarzenegger where it's like, he still looks good for his age. Like the guy's kept himself in shape. So he's just good. And he's like, you know, I, I started to get sick a while back. I started, you know, someone had suggested cannabis. I I was really running out of options, tried it. And he's like, man, I'm, I'm a champion for it now. I don't know what to tell you, but he's like, there's just some stuff in it that, that, you know, helps you with pain and works for him. Yeah. So big, long chat with him. We, we exchanged different, you know, books that we read. It was, it was again. You know me, I was, I had nothing to do that day. I was in Costco. I was happy. He was, I was getting massage. He kept saying, you want me to put you on another thing? Hey, fuck yeah. I'm laying in zero gravity massage chair talking about kindness and, and empathy and all sorts of stuff like that. It was great. It was absolutely phenomenal. I had a blast at that Costco. Um, I'm going to get through my week super quick. Um, I don't remember what day that was. Wednesday, something like that. Um, you should buy one of Tuesday. these for your house. It was like Tuesday. Was that the massage chair? You should get rid of it. It was twelve thousand dollars. Get rid American. of your bed and buy that massage chair. Yeah, where does Crystal sleep? Just sleep in it. She sleeps in the one next to you. Oh, we just get two massage get chairs. Two. Yeah, get a matching pair. I don't see why not, dude. I you don't like being touched. You won't get a regular massage. Would you sit in a massage chair? Mas- yeah. Really? Yep. Why? Okay, talk me through this. Why? Why won't you let a person massage you, but you'll let a? There was my phone. Uh, but you'll you'll let the machine do it. You have the floor. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like people touching me i don't know what to say i don't like it when you touch me when you touch me i'll tell you the fuck yeah, that's off. why i do it um yeah but you gotta get past it <laughs> um why uh so even if it's a massage even if it's for, for a professional reason all right something something's getting there. did you hear that too a little buzzing yep feedback i gotta figure out what what chords ugh, too close to what electrical thing um why uh that's weird even if it's professional you're like don't touch me yeah but if a machine is touching you, you don't care. I feel threatened, I think. Yeah. When someone touches me and then I want to attack them. Even me. Yeah. When I touch you, you want to attack me. You feel threatened by me. Yeah. Really? I want to punch you in the throat. Weird. That's a no. weird thing to want to do to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I'll get through my quick cause I want to, I do want to hear yours. Um, yeah, we, uh, we did our, our setup. So again, we, I think we, I did my Costco run all my, that's all I did back to the hotel did pretty much fuck all. I think I recorded the podcast for last week then. Um, so Wednesday. Your tourist activities for Iowa was Costco. Yeah, man. I had a rental car one day. 
I had a rental car one day and I had to go to Costco and get stuff for the activation. I spent my time leisurely enjoying the largest Costco in America, which was, to be honest with you, doesn't really look any different than any of the other ones that we saw. I saw no products or anything of any particular distinct note. Costco aside, yeah. if someone's about to go on their honeymoon, would mm. you recommend Iowa? I don't know. It depends. I didn't see enough of it. I, I don't know. Like we, I lived at a, at a Hampton Inn that was the, at like an intersection of two highways. So I, I like it was standalone by itself across the street was a giant gas station and that's it. The option to do something is get in a car and drive somewhere. And I had the, the truck. So when I first got there, it was, it was truck parked in a spot. Happy day two was pick up my rental, which I was told the day before I probably wouldn't even get got in the rental, drove to Costco, bought all the stuff that we needed for the activation, drove it back, stuck it on the truck hung out in my hotel room, probably recorded last week's podcast. The next day, Wednesday, or sorry, Thursday, woke up, dropped the car back off at the uh, the rental place. I don't know why my, my my brain feels like, yeah, no, that's exactly how it went. Because on, on Thursday afternoon is when we drove in and we did our load in. So Will came in, we met on site, we, we unloaded, which went probably, pretty easy honestly like there was nothing of note the only thing that sucked was that it was gravel and dirt so our our pump jack or pump truck or whatever you call it um was really hard to pull stuff but the vibe wasn't bad that day it was me will and a lot of local laborers showed up we did our job we got the tent up we called it a day um easy peasy back to the hotel will and i had decided we were going to eat so what we did was we left the truck off site like in their boneyard so we left the truck there and then I drove with Will. So we got a chance to hang out, shoot the shit. And the plan was like, Hey, tomorrow evening, let's go for food. Uh, so we went to this place called what you smoking based on, uh, Sam at Avis's recommendation. He's like, it's a smoke place, smokehouse. It, I, I don't know what I was expecting. It was 40 minutes North of town, but the guy's like, it's totally worth it. We went, um, we drove, to the place which was almost like across the street was like a gigantic farmer's field. So you're just kind of like going up what seems like this back, you know, country road. And then all of a sudden there's a building on the left with like motorcycles lined up. And it's almost like the, like that, that place in Terminator two that Schwarzenegger goes into, throws the guy through the thing onto the stove and then steals the leather outfit. You know what I mean? I need your clothes, your boots and your motorcycle. So on the outside, it kind of had that look where it was like some pickup trucks and some motorcycles all lined up. And I was like, okay, it's like single story. Didn't look particularly standout or anything like that. Um, you know, uh, parking lot to the right of it. And so we go inside and they're like, yeah, it's gonna be 30 minute wait. I was like, okay, no problem. They got a takeout window on the right, you know, seating area on the left with like picnic tables and stuff inside. And they're like, yeah, if you want, you just go around back and, and wait. Well, out back, was a bunch of picnic tables. It was actually kind of nice. It was actually between two buildings. So the back building was, I guess, their little microbrewery. So it was kind of like spot in the front, walk through into the back. There's picnic tables all in the open area. And then another building. When they called their number, they said 30 minutes. It was like 10, 12. Um, go inside. They walk us into the back building that's air conditioned. Like, oh, this one's air conditioned. Again, tables, little bar in the corner. Like it was cool. It was two different, like you had th- three different vibes, basically front, front spot, which kind of feels like you're in the, the sort of the, the biker area. It didn't have a seedy vibe at all. It was very clean. It was just front area, outside patio, back, back room. When you said it was like the Schwarzenegger bar from Terminator 2 with the bikes out the front, yeah. I was thinking Gaber. 
That's what I thought really? you were walking into. You I, were walking I into meant a the look bar where they serve food. So if you're like, oh, big smokehouse, like I was expecting like a, a big bar. Yeah, exactly. A big barn, which is smoking. This guy's cock. Um, <laughs> where you're like, yeah, so I, I, I guess we expected a bigger building. And we expected like, like I guess. Was it glory houses? Holes? No, it's like, dude, no. Uh, well, I didn't, I didn't go to the bathroom. Maybe there was. Um, I don't, I don't want people to think that they don't have what they're offering. But um, I just remember like, it was like, you know, a single house when we're driving down these back roads, it was like single house driveway, drive for a while, another single house driveway, and then just the spot didn't seem to be particularly town or city-ish. So I was like, I was really surprised. Um, but we, uh, their, their menu is all like, we smoke everything daily. We sell out daily. So, you know, come, come whenever they didn't take reservations. They're like first come first serve. It was busy. Um, so we, we sat in the back, waited, they called us in. We went to the, the air conditioned room, uh, in the back. And, um, I guess I had a lager been the first time I drank in a while, but it was just, it was hot out. It was tired. It was hungry. Will and I both kind of like didn't eat that day. We were doing other things. And so got there. We were ready to go, ready to eat. And, uh, I remember, uh, looking at the menu I bought, uh, they had like this sort of, Will wanted to do talk, uh, nachos. He's apparently a big nachos guy. Everywhere he goes, he needs to try the nachos. Didn't know that about him. Fascinating. So we ordered the nachos with brisket. So we sat there. They didn't do cheese on these nachos. They did like a cheese sauce. Again, not nacho cheese that you would think. Almost like a like cheese a cheese whiz. No, it was it was think um I guess like a thin um think like like a ranch texture, like a thin ranch dressing texture that's sort of just the slightly slightest bit orange, slightest. Like you ever get those three, three cheese dips or whatever, or three yeah, layer, yeah. seven layer, whatever. And it's got like, it's kind of thin and there's like a, like a queso cheese in there. That's, that's almost like, it was like that. So it was just like this very thin, uh, ranchy textured sort of cheese, no other cheese on it, brisket, um, not a lot. And then we dipped it. They had a barbecue, they had barbecue sauces on the table. Delicious. I ordered the meal that was like, yeah, they had this, like, I guess it's like chef's picks or whatever, where you effectively order one, two or three meats. And then with that, you get two sides and cornbread. So your your choice of meats were like brisket, ribs, pork ribs, pulled pork. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other stuff that they had, uh, like turkey. They did like turkey there and then like chicken or whatever. So I did the brisket, pulled pork, and ribs. And, and Will did just ribs. Um, we both went with the beans and mac and cheese because everything they made there was made in house. So I'm like, your mac and cheese is it like Michelinas, fucking Stouffer's, whatever? And it was actually pretty good. It wasn't crazy cheesy like a you know like they used flavorful Chef Ramsay cheeses, but you could taste that it was it was real. Mm-hmm. It was made real. It wasn't some frozen process thing. Um, what about the beans? The beans were unfucking believable. Unbelievable! Okay, so it was not beans. Just like out of a can. Oh God, no, 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 no! These were like they were their beans. They had the the chunks of brisket in them. They had the chunks of turkey in them. They had the chunks of sausage. I believe that there was like a like a sausage was one of the options for the meat too. So they had the pieces of sausage. It was literally like tons of different kinds of meats in with these beans. The the sauce on the beans was incredible. There was bacon in it too. Like just every forkful was like beans and then like meat to the point where like once I had pulled the vast majority of the stuff out of the 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 beans, um, 
I used the sauce that was left. I took my pulled pork and I stuck it back in the the bean sauce and like mixed it around. Like it was great. Uh, the cornbread was was thick and and perfect texture. wasn't too dry. wasn't too moist. Um, mac and cheese was good. The the pulled pork was incredible. The brisket was unbelievable, and the ribs were crazy. They only had two barbecue sauces on the table, but what was great about this place was that you sauced it yourself. So they just gave you the meat there, and then you chose how much barbecue sauce and what barbecue sauce to put on it. Um, and they were both like sweet and a little peppery, not spicy, just a little bit of pepper. Um, and then they had a sweet version and a spicy version of this. Um, but it was, it was really, uh, it was super fucking good. Could not finish it. Uh, will finish his, I could not finish mine. I shouldn't have gone with three meats. I think I just wanted to try the different ones. So I got to try some of everything. Um, and both of us for the rest of the weekend, were like, dude, how good was that place? You know? And he kept like, we were on site during the activation and he was like, fuck, I wish I could get a car out of here. Cause I go for lunch. I drive back. He's like, even at the end of the day, when we left, you know, around seven o'clock or so. He's like, fuck, I wish it wasn't an hour, like 40 minutes back and then 40 minutes north and then 40 minutes back to his hotel. He's like, if it wouldn't take us, you know, two hours to do a return trip, he's like, I'd go again and get some dinner from there. Like it was, it was really good. Like we've had some good food on this trip, but that might have been the best, best meal that I've had on the trip so far. Um, And the prices for the three meats was 15 for one, 20 for two, 25 for three. So for $25, I got cornbread, beans, mac, and they weren't like little tiny coleslaw container sides. Like there was a reasonable size. Like a coffee cup. More. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like it, like it wasn't uh, a little wider and of course shorter than a, than a coffee cup. But yeah, but volume, it, wise. volume wise, yeah. Like your, like your standard, coffee. maybe small to medium. Yeah. So let's say a small McDonald's coffee cup I chose filled, that measurement filled with the product. We're looking at two coffee cups. Yeah. But it's, it, yeah, like it was, it was super reasonable. So two sides, cornbread and three, six ounce portions of meat, $25. That's been unheard of on this trip. Cause like a fucking Big Mac meal is like 12, $13 and you're not getting fed like prime smoked, fresh food. Very, What's very, very happy. The name of this whatcha, whatcha smoking, whatcha smoking, whatcha smoking. It's North of uh, Des Moines. But yeah, be, yeah, I wrote everything just in case I missed anything. It was del- it was absolutely delicious. Will loved it. I loved it. Um, I'm going to move on to the activation. The activation was, uh, this is like the last. I'll talk about this and then a couple of the nice things from the people in uh, in Hampton. And then, and then it's Ryan's turn to tell his stories. I'm sure his will be more fascinating than mine. Um, the activation, guys, we started on Saturday. So we had Friday off, loaded everything in Thursday, got back Saturday morning. It was pretty easy to get in and get started. Um, really didn't have a whole lot of difficulties with with doing anything um, there. A um, lot of people, a lot of people, big racetrack, very American. The amount of people wearing America hats, America shirts, America this, America that. You know what I mean? Was it, it making was, America great again? It, I didn't. I saw one guy with a Trump twenty twenty four, whatever the fuck year it's supposed to be that they're elected. So uh, I saw one guy in a Trump shirt, and I'm wearing branded stuff, so I didn't engage. Um, most things went well. We had a bit of power issues, so there was a lot of flicking breakers back on or whatever. But really, like it, it's almost like Detroit, where it was just a pretty simple activation overall. Um, stupid hot. Stupid hot, uncomfortably hot. We were pounding water like nobody's business. A few times I was like, I'd be doing something and I'd stand up and I'd get lightheaded and feel lightheaded for a while. I was like, okay, okay, water, water, water before I pass out in the heat. Um, 
there was free energy drinks everywhere. Um, more energy drinks than you could drink that liquid IV stuff we've been buying from Costco. I got us like a case of it. Uh, they gave us a ton of, of, of liquid IV stuff. Um, C4 and Red Bull. I got us like five cases of Red Bull on the back of the truck. Why, to, to why are you looking look, at me like that? Cause I'm talking to you. <laughs> I got us cases of Red Bull, um, the sugar free and the standard. So no one will have any excuses that they're tired and they have to leave on this activation because it's okay. Just poison yourself with Red Bull. Um, but yeah, there was energy drinks everywhere where they had us. They had us in a beer garden side and, um, it was, it was strange. We found out from the organizers that like last year, everything was happening on the beer garden side. They put a bunch of food vendors and everything like that. And so it was the busy area and the other side of the concourse, we were split up by a giant stage. So we're, we're on the outer concourse of the, the racetrack. There was a big stage there that had like local musicians and stuff like that. And then one side of it was the beer garden. The other side of it, like the, the, the performance side was facing into the beer garden to stage left wasn't, was a, the archway into beer garden. So behind the stage was the other side of the concourse and that side previous years was dead. So this year they made an effort to move a ton of stuff over to the other side and that really hurt us because now the beer beer garden side on Saturday was like dead. We didn't see anywhere near the amount of numbers that we expected. It was super fucking quiet. But then on the Sunday exploded, it was crazy. Both sides, like, like human beings everywhere. This was a gigantic event. Gigantic. Like, was it an open stadium? Yeah. Like it was the raceway. Okay. So it was like, so it was like what you saw on cars. No, no, no. We couldn't see over the stands in the, the building, whatever the building wasn't super tall, but but you know, enough to block your view because you're on the ground. Um, so yeah, I mean, like a fucking best Westerner comfort in is is probably taller than the 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 buildings in the way, but it's enough so that you can't see past them into the the pit. But you could hear the concert. Um, yeah, bang, 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 murder on the streets. Um, the uh, it, it was it was a lot of I don't know Chicago. Like, yeah, it's a crime. I've been walking city. around, man. It's a Seems really safe. Just the, just the area. It's like Toronto, man. You can walk around downtown. It's pretty safe. And then there's certain areas you don't go to, right? Yeah, but we are downtown. No, I'm saying you can walk around downtown Since Toronto. Been, it's pretty safe. The whole time I've been here, which I guess we'll talk more about next week. Of course. I have felt safe. Yeah, I, I, I have yet to feel unsafe too. But we're also in a particularly tourist area, which means that the, the, the protection is much higher. They don't want tourist dollars getting fucked with, right? I also felt very safe in Nashville. Yeah. The, um, again, huge tourist dude, uh, in Playa del Carmen, that whole Quinta Roo section with Cancun and Yucatan and all that of Mexico, Mexico's got a lot of crime, but that particular area is very safe. You know, there's pickpockets and stuff, but in terms of like violent crimes, it's, it's not a ton of it. And again, you're bringing in how much money they don't want. You don't fuck with the money that it's coming in. You know what I mean? So it's protected. There's, there's military walking around with machine guns on the beaches in, in Mexico. Just as a show of force, like, don't worry, we've got you protected, you know? Do they? I would say there, yeah. Because even even my my understanding is even the cartels want your money coming in, right? If they're going to take it from the, if the cartels are going to steal it from the locals and shit like that, it's fine. But they want that money coming in. You don't cut off, you know, you don't kill the golden goose, so to speak. Yeah. So I think it's the same with a lot of big tourist areas um, of a lot of cities, right? Downtown Toronto is going to be very safe. That's where the CN Tower and Ripley's and all that shit is. Um so lots of people on the Sunday, um, 
more free fucking energy drinks, which is probably why my heart was going to explode in the heat. Um, we made friends with a place called Chad's Pizza. Uh, we gave them some hot sauces and they brought us over um, two pizzas at the end of the day. Delicious. Absolutely delicious. Very thin crust. Uh, when Will and I were done tearing shit down on Sunday night, getting ready for it, we grabbed the pizzas out of the, the truck, sat down through some tingly Ted's on it and enjoyed one of the pizzas they made us was like an Iowa pizza. So it had pulled pork because Iowa was a big pork farming community, apparently. So it had pulled pork on it. It had bacon. It had um, like a little bit of a ranch base. It had corn, not a lot, but it had corn and it had something else that were all like just all these things Iowa is known for. It was delicious. Um, and then they gave us like a street taco pizza that had like, you know, onions, uh, brisket, uh, cilantro, some different kind of spice, whatever. They were both good pizzas, but I preferred the Iowa one. Um, aside from that, th- one of the big things that stood out was, uh, at one point someone was singing, uh, the national anthem, the national anthem started. This was someone down past the buildings, the other side of the bleachers, everything way down singing the national anthem on the racetrack within like two, three seconds of them starting to sing the national anthem. Tens of thousands of people went dead silent, dead silent, all stood faced where the singing was coming from and put their hands on their hearts. Um, except for like, you could hear two, two women drunk in the distance somewhere still talking, but you could hear every word they, those women were saying because everyone else was dead silent. And it was one of those, like, like I, like you picked up instantly on how quiet everything, the hush fell quick. And I was like, I haven't seen military shit that, you know what I mean? Like, because you couldn't, you could barely hear the national anthem. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that that's how fucking crazy it was, but it was kind of, I don't know. I didn't like it. Too patriotic. Yeah. Like it, it's almost like blind, like, I don't know. I don't know why pleas for help and starvation and, and humanity and, and kindness couldn't be received the same way. You know what I mean? That's the part that sucks is like, oh, the flag. It's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't dislike their patriotism, but I wish, I guess I wish they knew more about their own history. I wish they you knew more they about their own country. Different things. Yes. I'm so like, I got no problem with patriotism. You love your country. I love my country, but I, I almost feel like they've like, I, 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 you, did you and I talk about this? I think we did how they, they pledge allegiance to the flag. Yeah, we did talk. About we this. talked about this when you, we were at the last hotel. I, yeah. I did not know that. That, that kids in, in school in the U S now I've heard it come up before. They're like, Oh, they don't want to, they don't want us to have to pledge allegiance. They don't want us to have to like, thank God or some, something, but it's like you get kids who don't even understand what they're saying. You know what I mean? And I don't mean like they don't know the country. They don't know its history. I mean, like they don't even know the words that they're saying, but it's so repeat it, 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 that it's like, it's just in, in their brains. They're in doctor. Like they talk about, oh, we can't, we can't let these kids go buy a restaurant that might have a drag show because these, these LGBT people are indoctrinating children. It's like, what are you doing to them at a young age? Church and state at a very young age, it's like you repeat everything, you know, God and say this many Hail Marys and all this stuff before you even understand what it is you're saying. And it's the same with the flag stuff. So again, I, I'm not against loving your country, but if you don't, if you're getting kids to say things that they don't even understand why they're saying it or spell the words that they're saying, right? Exactly. And to the point where like, as soon as you hear that fucking song play, you stop stand to do, everyone took their hats off instantly. 
You know what I mean? Hands on their hearts. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I, I understand the hat thing. That's pretty, pretty worldwide. Yeah. Well, um, unless you're like in military dress uniform or something. And in which case you would salute. But I, what I don't understand is if you're that far away from the national anthem and where it's being played and you can't see it. You can't see it. You can't. Do, you do, could. You could barely hear. We you, could hear it when everyone was silent. And turn like. Do Do you do that in Canada? Or if you, it, like, if you walked past the, the stadium in Ottawa and heard the national anthem, would you stop? So, uh, no, God, no, no. And 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 the two uh, the clients were there with us at the moment, and even they were like, ooh, ooh. They're like, this wouldn't happen, you know, in Chicago or whatever. And they're like, yeah, it's the part of the country where they're at, where they're more patriotic. They're less, I guess, less. Uh, I don't want to say experienced or, or exposed to like diversity and stuff. Like, I guess it's not as busy. And this is like, this is the big event. Who we, geez. And of course, at the tail end of the national anthem, in the last sentence or sections of notes, two fucking, I think they were Harrier jets go flying over the like real military America, show of force, whatever. I think it's, I think the thing is that they, they're like, oh, America, it's freedom. We have freedom. No one else has freedom. You know what I mean? So I, I think that they're not aware. Right, they're told that you're the freest country in the world, and they're actually the opposite of the free countries. They have the most incarcerated people. Yeah. So of their populace, one percent is behind bars. They have the least amount of free people out of any country, any any free country, and they don't understand necessarily that you know, like we're number one, we're the best at everything. It's like you're not though. Look at the statistics. You know, I guess I it, the blind cover your heart and 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 praise the flag or whatever. It's like, I wish you understood more. And the thing is like, you could have yelled fire or rape at that place and it wouldn't have gotten the response that the fucking national anthem is getting. Right. That's, I think that's what bothers me is that like, if you could train people that well, why can't you train them to protect each other, to care for one another, to be good to each other? Do you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't get like, again, I love my country. You love yours. Um, It doesn't mean that, that, I'm a, I'm a dude. It was insane. It wasn't like over the course of 20 seconds, you know, when you're in a school assembly and the principal comes out and they put their hand up and you know, there's a good 10, 15 seconds as it quiets. Right. And more and more people hear the quieting and they stop Dude, This was like two seconds. It was insane. I, I, I was, I was shocked. Oh, like I was like, wow. To the point I'm like, I have to talk about how crazy this was. I've been to events before. I go to hockey games. You stand up. You know, you take your hat off. You, you know, they sing the national anthem. You show I wish respect. I had a cue that made you stop talking Fuck in two you. seconds. <laughs> Pull your cock out. I don't know. I don't even know that that would work. I think I would immediately start making fun of it. Um, but that was that stood out to me as as absolutely crazy. The um, the performers there were some guy I've never heard of. Um, the first day was, was Carrie Underwood. That's, that's a great sales pitch. No, but there was four, right? Uh, so each day, is, uh, some guy I haven't heard of all white Ed Sheeran. I could tell um, you, <laughs> I could totally tell you. So I remember the, the first day was Carrie Underwood during the day. Do you know who Carrie Underwood is? Yes. Cause I went to Nashville. That's the only reason you know? Yep. So, so a week ago, You're you didn't talking know who- to a man that has no memory. Yeah, but she's got that song that all the bitches like about the trash in the guy's car. Right now, he's probably sitting on a fucking drinking shitty fucking chick drinks because he can't shoot whiskey. <laughs> she's bitching. But it's like, took a Louisville slugger to both headlights, slashed the sides of all I don't four know tires. If, if you Carrie... don't know that? Maybe next time you'll think before he cheats. You know that song? No, but You're you were amazing. Thank you. No, I wasn't. I was pushing through it because I, 
Uh, it's it's a song about a chick who gets cheated on, and just the the chorus and the catchy part that every woman is like is literally just the destruction of property. I I leaned over to one of the BAs when she was playing that song, and I'm like, this is a song about someone with bad coping skills. They're committing a felony right now in Nashville. I heard um, a song about animal cruelty. Like they were pro animal cure cruelty. They were saying save a horse, ride, ride a, a cowboy. cowboy. Yeah. Yeah, and that song's old as well. There's every now and again. I like that they, song. Yeah, of course <laughs> it was you do. Funny, <laughs> but it was it your first time hearing it. No. Okay. So there you go. Anyways, it was my it, first time hearing a million people sing it. But she's got like so she's that's her anthem is the fucking don't cheat on me because I'll trash your shit. Um, and of course, being irrational and and angry and destructive is something that all women can relate to. Um, you know what? Carrie Underwood's that that song before he cheats or whatever it's called. That's like she's inciting that irrational behavior in women the way Trump incites hate towards Hispanic people. <laughs> it's like when he says it, he makes it's something that people do and it's not okay. And then when somebody big says it and makes it look like it's okay, it's like, yeah, let's get by. Ladies, I, I really hope this resonates. I can't wait to start saying it all the time. Ladies, if you like that song by Carrie Underwood, the, that is the the female Trump equivalent. Just so you know, it's not okay to break things. It's not okay to smash things. Use your words. You leave the relationship. Two wrongs don't make a right. And I'm sorry, I have to tell you this in your adult years. Um, yeah. So so uh, first day was Carrie Underwood, and then Kenny Chesney, who I don't like country music, and the only reason I know who he is is like 20 years ago. Um, I think on much music, I saw a song come on that I thought was the most ridiculous thing ever. It was called She Thinks My Tractor's Sexy. Not joking. I've heard it's that. A, yeah. I heard that well, in that, Nashville. That fucking guy. So she thinks my tractor's sexy. Stupidest lyrics. Um, I, I, I yeah. He was there. Didn't hear him play that song. He was song. a happy man. He got laid. Who? The guy who was singing it? The guy with his sexy tractor. Oh, for Christ's sakes. The, the, the point is, is that I think country music is ridiculous. Carrie Underwood first day, uh, Kenny Chesney the second day, number two, the first act. Cause it was like race mute, like, like big performance break race, big performance break. And then I don't know if there was a race at the end or if the performance was the end of it, but, uh, day two was, you know, blah, 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 blank. I, I didn't find out until I was talking to Sam at Avis that, that, uh, what's his face? Ed Sheeran was coming to town. I didn't know he was going to be there. He was the, the closing act of the second day. And they were saying, we really think Ed Sheeran's going to bring a whole different demographic to this. There's a lot of people are going to be coming. They have no interest in IndyCar, but they want to see Ed Sheeran. And so uh, I don't know who the opening act was. I've heard the name of Bobby something or other, like really not a name I've even heard of before, but big in country. And then Ed came and did his thing at night. Um, but the biggest standout for me was that second day with like everyone getting quiet and and just covering their hearts and the Harrier Jets and um, very friendly people. Um not gonna lie, didn't see a lot of people of color. There was just didn't see a lot. Fucking didn't see a lot. Wide supremacy area. Nope, nope, no, nothing hateful. One one guy in a Trump shirt. That's it. One guy in a Trump shirt. And he came up to the activation. He was drunk and chatting with his There's buddies. No didn't hear him say anything. No, like no he didn't. Clubs. He, no, didn't no, didn't crosses. say anything that would have made it impossible for me to keep. Dude, you ever see Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. I I was terrified that the whole time I was down there in Iowa, somebody would start saying shit and I'd be like Roger Rabbit when they're doing the shave and a haircut and he's just, he can't fucking not respond. I was terrified that I would have something like that, right? Just like, yeah, 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 God, don't say racist shit, guys. I'm going to fucking lose my mind on you. Um, 
but yeah, uh, and then you know we we started tearing shit down. We we packed everything up in the truck pretty early Monday morning, so it wasn't hard to get out of there. But every day after the horrific heat, I would go back to the hotel and I would chat with the you know come in the door and they were like, hey, how was it? They they even were asking me like I told them you know when I was leaving, they're like, hey, where are you going? We're gonna go for a, have dinner at this what's your smoking place? They're like, oh, let us know how it is. Like came back in, they were asking where's this and what's that? Like they were great man. They were great. The first night that I came back, like, and I'll try not to go into it too much because it is polarizing. Get people going is the, um, the, the ladies there. One of them was Jewish, young Jewish lady. The other one was a young black lady. She's in uh she's a nurse in the hospital. She was telling me how like, uh, surgeons and shit in the hospital are like fucking like frat boys. Like they're, they're operating on someone and talking about how like they found some chick at a bar and like brought her back and banged her. Like they're like, it's like douchey shit. And she's like a lot of doctors, a lot of, one of the other women was a nurse. Like, yeah, they're all fucking bags. I was like, that's crazy. You never get to see it. Right. You're fucking out. But like, I wonder if it's like that in cities too. I, I assume as much, well, this was in Des Moines. Like it's not, it's still the bids they're, they're like capital, I think. But they were asking me questions and this was, this was really like, it was a nice conversation because it made me appreciate some things about Canada. But like, they were talking to me about like, oh, we want to travel. And like, we're thinking like, oh, we'd love to go to Canada. And what's it like here? And what's it like there? But one of them, like the, the, the young black lady who is a nurse, she's like, I have two kids. I'm terrified to send my kids to school. I'm like, why? She's like, because they're fucking, there's shootings all the time. And you know, yada, yada, yada. Like, like we, we, they went into it and I was just like, yeah, I, that's not a thing we worried about in Canada. She should get them guns. Right. Well, so they were they talking like fight for themselves. Well, they were talking about like arming the teachers do and that stuff. That, that wasn't real. Yeah. yeah. You're allowed <laughs> to tell jokes on this podcast, but it was just sad because it was like, she's like, and I, like, I have kids. The idea like that to, every day you send them to school and you're just terrified. And I was an open carry state. She was talking about how like when they're at the hospital, like they have to tell someone they have to wait and the person will have a fucking gun on their hip. They're angry. I want to see a doctor now, whatever. It's like, how do you tell somebody with a fucking gun on them that they can't have what they want, especially when they're being irate? I'm like, yeah, that's never something I've had to experience as a customer, like in a customer service thing where the, the complaint person, you know, the complainer has a fucking gun on their hip. Is she allowed to have a gun? No. I don't think so. Not at work. I would imagine not at work to make a right, but no, but that's the thing. Like, it's just like, that's just never something I've had to worry about. I'm like, Oh, the person who's angry with the service I'm giving them has a weapon that can end my life. So just, they were talking about that. The, the young, the other young girl is Jewish. She was saying how she was like homeschooled until she was like 14 or whatever. First time she was allowed to leave her house on her own. She was 14. She's telling me how she like went to the, you know, Walmart and she's handing the woman the money to pay and her hands are shaking. And she's just so nervous. She's just never done this before. Like she was asking me like, what's the anti-Semitism like in Canada? And I was like, I, I didn't know how to answer that. Anti-Semitism. Like, I guess I don't like clearly the anti-Semitism during world war two was pretty obvious how horrific it was. But I mean, like you, you like, I don't know. I, I've, I hear people telling stereotypical jokes about Jews, but I hear, but I'm a comic. I hear people telling stereotypical jokes about everything. I've never seen someone actively act shitty towards someone because they're Jewish. No. Do you know I, what I mean? I haven't seen that. I've, I've, I've heard, I've heard not on occasion. In Canada, and certainly not in Australia. Yeah. I've, I've really heard more prejudices against the, the French and black people and, and first nations, you know, indigenous. Um, I'm sure there's, and it's still rare. I've just never been exposed. Yeah, it's still rare. I was gonna say like it's it's the least to me. It's the least of any of them. Do you know what I mean? Would, like, would you would by you, any of them you mean religious of any mi- minorities, religious minorities, races, anything? Like of all the different prejudices I've heard, uh, very rarely do I hear 
one towards Jewish people. And again, it's usually more of like a, someone's tell, you know, joking about a stereotype. I've never like, like seen any sincerity behind any hatred towards the Jews, mm-hmm. except for these kids who like think it's funny to post like Hitler was right and stuff like that. And I think that's just more of a kid playing with a weapon. They don't understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're well, like, the Oh, this is pole. Yeah. This is polarizing. So I'm going to say it or whatever. Yeah, They're going to get um, a response. They're going to like that. Yeah. So the same young lady was asking me one of the nights that I was there, like, Hey, uh, have you ever had bebops? Do you guys have bebops in Canada? I'm like, I don't have that. I mean, previous night spent a lot of time talking about the different Popeyes and shit that's up here and hasn't been the whole time. Yada, yada. She's like, have you ever had bebops? I'm like, no. Um, she's like, yeah, it's a, it's a burger joint here. It's, it's pretty good. She's like, it's, uh, she's looking at, she's like, oh, it's Monday night. She's like, oh, it's Monday. So they've got uh, a deal on, they got $2 hamburgers, whatever. And she's like, so if you want to try it, it's like, it's not too, too far away. It's probably like a five, 10 minute drive. And I was like, I only got the truck. I, uh, probably won't go for a tour in the truck. She's like, oh, you know, I might, I might go on my break that. And I go, well, here you go. I tossed her five bucks. I'm like, if you, if you end up going, you know, um, get one. She's like, oh, I'm not sure if I, I'm like, no, no, no pressure. If you don't go, it's not the end of the world. That's just for the, the thinking of me. But yeah, I get a call like half an hour later. Yeah, I, I went there and I got it. So your, your burgers are down here or whatever. I went down there. Brian, the manager was like, uh, she's like, Brian thought one might not be enough. So if you wanted to say, he got you. So I was like, that's, you guys are super, super, super kind. Um, it was great. I had it. Honestly, dude, Harvey's burger texture, not the Angus ones, the standard Harvey's burgers. It was fine. Two bucks. Um, better value, but better value for sure. Um, but it was cool. It was just an iceberg. And like, that's how sweet they were to me on the very last day, Monday. I, this is probably around the same time I was at the desk. I was saying like, Hey guys, where's your laundry room? And they're like, Ooh, we don't have one here, but they're like, but there's a, a laundromat. That's maybe like a five, 10 minute drive. And again, I'm like, I have the truck. Like, I'm not going to take all my clothes drive. I also didn't have a bag to put them in. We were so covered in dirt and dust from the racetrack like a no word of a lie looked like antiques we had just a layer of dust on us and i didn't want to put it in my my um vacuum bag that i put my laundry in because by the time i put the clean shit back in it's gonna have dirt and shit it's just gonna get on everything do you do that as a guy like do you have your hamper and you put your shit in the hamper take it to the laundry room wash it put it right back in the hamper and bring it back to the bedroom i do that i do that at home yeah that's what I'm saying. So you don't have like the dirty hamper and the clean hamper, no. but it is something to consider depending on how dirty the shit is. If it's covered in like hair or dog hair or something. I'm not that rich, man. I'm not fancy like that. You don't, you don't have two, $2 hampers. No, I have one. I don't either. I, I don't either. But I was saying that like, there's situations like this where if you put something in that's filthy, right? If you do that and then you put the clean shit back, it's going to get cross contaminated. You're going to have dirt or dog shit loaded to dog or cat hair, right? If you're trying to, it's not purge food. That. You're not going to get a fucking allergy. No, but if somebody is allergic, right? And the whole point is you like, oh, let me wash these clothes. They got shit all over them. Throw them right back in the same contaminated container. You're going to have cat hair or dog hair on you, whatever. Anyways, whatever. Point is, is that they were like, one sec. Uh, Brian went off and he looked and he's like, he's like, uh, you know what? I think the, 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 what do you call it? Uh, housekeeping they're like they're gone at five or six come out come back at like six o'clock and uh you can go into the room there i was like i'll show you how to use the machine or whatever blah 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 let me like so instead of paying to fucking do laundry um they let me use the housekeeping machine 
for free. I got to, to do that. So this is not an endorsement to go to your hotel and be like, Josh said that, you know, at you the Hampton Inn and yeah. Suites in Ankeny, I'm allowed to use the thing. But this was an example of like... Kindness. Dude, they they drove and they got me burgers so I could try it. They let me use the... the they gave me a bunch of uh, like local hot sauces and stuff like that that I, I, I couldn't use. I gave them to the guy at the parking yesterday. But um, they were really cool, man. They were really kind. They were really sweet. And I'm like, I'm legitimately had a big conversation about Tragically Hip with Brian because he's a music fan and wants to come to Canada. I'm like, I don't know how they never took off in the US. They're a great fucking band. Um, but I'm like, Google their shit. You you won't be disappointed with the music that you hear. Um, I'm 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 legitimately kind of like, you know, uh there's a bittersweetness that I'm like, oh, I may never cross paths with these people again. They were all really, really, really good people. They were nice to talk to. They made my stay. So like shout out to the entire team, Hampton and Suites in Ankeny, Iowa, Brian, all of his staff. Uh, they were wonderful people and and made me feel the most at home, the most Canadian on this trip so far in the sense that like when I came in, they were like, how was your day? You know, how did everything go today? And blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it was really nice. They're nicer than you, fuck face. No, I'm not. Yeah, nice no, you're. A, <laughs> I don't no, care. you're. You're a nice guy. I just. Uh, Fuck off. I was by myself there. It was nice to nice to have them, and uh, and it was great working with Will. Will was a great guy. We got to have fun and and spend some time. He was a he was a good stand in for you. So yeah, he is. He's that was also cool. Brazilian, as in his pussy's waxed. Well, did you look at his? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. didn't put his well, that, in your that face? exactly. And then I I packed up the truck. I went back to Costco. Brought a brought a couple things back purchased a few more things, drove here to Chicago, which the drive was fine, really uneventful. And, uh, and then here. So that's, that's been my Tuesday. Checked into the Hilton, parked my car at that crazy truck stop, um, that you had already done the prelim on. So thank you for that. And, uh, and that was my week. Now let's get to the fun part of the episode where you talk about Nashville. It's not really that fun. It's a lot about what you just said really, but I can't, well, what was your experience when you got off in? some of the ideas and, uh, and the, the comments and things that you just said, but I checked into, I, uh, the comfort Inn. Mm-hmm. that's a choice hotel. And you had to leave right. way earlier than me because we left Detroit. Detroit was last stop, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So you left early in the morning. Yes, I did. And I never, I recorded that episode with sort of finding how, how was that drive? You did the full drive that it was, I broke mine up. In yeah, Joliet. actually now you mention it, it, there was a, a major car accident on the way into Nashville. Yeah. Um, so I got redirected by Waze. Waze doesn't understand- You're in a truck. What a truck is. Mm-hmm. And I uh, was just following, blindly following the directions on Waze. I literally drove through a cornfield. Like it, and Wait, hold on. Literally drove through a cornfield? Yeah, like a like road a, down the middle? Or you just like a, made a no, road no, through the corn? No, like I didn't knock the corn over. Okay. A farmer had a road- built into his cornfield but not like a paved road like a farm road dirt road like he'd run over everything with a truck a couple of times i see and ways directed me like through his field and i wasn't the only one doing this but it wasn't a paved road it was really weird i wish i had it on camera so i could show everybody but a 26 foot box truck driving through a cornfield right i do that feels like something americans would just do that's right so do you think ways like, here's what my guess is, is that like somebody sees that row and uh, fuck it, I'm going through like a pickup truck or something. Do you think Waze would track them? Like, like if they're using the app and they tracks them going through there well, after a while, it's yeah, just like I, I enough cars have gone through here. This is probably a road and it just yeah. adds it to it, the, like, it was definitely a different color road on the maps. Okay. Like it was sort of a light gray color indicating that it wasn't paved. 
So I do you think that's what it indicates, or do you think it's just that. a lesser used or a, road or a lesser road? I don't know. But other ways users were driving down it because I could see their little icons right. and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it was really and weird. single lane. I take it. Yep. So it's not like someone's like on the other end. Like, oh, we can go through this. Like, nope. like it yeah. was one way traffic, and we were all trying to get around a, a major accident. They shut down the whole four lanes of the the freeway. Did you know they have those all over the place in Scotland? what single single direction roads and then just tiny little like jut outs on the side where like literally if someone's like coming out, so you, someone's like you drive you. into the side they pass you and then you go back on the road so right like away a, uh, i don't Is know it like if you if you're traveling north, i think it's right away i or? think it's literally whoever gets one of those juts first pulls into it to let the other person go by because well, there's sense. not a lot of them right they're they're all they're on one side of the road or the other i guess you know what it's almost like if the jut is on my side of the road i have to pull into it because I'm the one going left. It's tough too, because they drive the opposite direction there. So like you're pulling into it left way, you're pulling to the left side of it, as opposed to like pulling over right, because everyone turns, you know, everyone's driving on the left side of the road. But yeah, sorry, just fascinating with the whole, like, I wonder if it's just enough people have driven through this cornfield. Now it's a fucking road. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the farmer wasn't very happy to watching everybody drive through his fucking corn. But anyway, back to uh, the Comfort Inn Choice Hotel. Can I just say, if there was... A rating, you know, one star to five star, which is most hotels. This was in the negatives. Okay, this Tell hotel us. was so bad. Um, the the first thing I noticed was when I checked into my hotel room, um, that the shampoo and conditioner bottles in the bathroom. Yep. I put my bags down. I go and use the toilet, and then I do my little tour of the room to see where everything is, get the lay of the land, and notice that my conditioner bottle had already been opened. And it was only half full. When so, you say already opened, they're they don't they're not sealed. Yeah, like, little, the shampoo one had a little sealed sticker on it. Oh, okay. I've, have you they, ever seen that anywhere else? I, don't I haven't. Put those stickers on there, but it had like a little st- a sticker thing that stops right. you from flicking back the. Cap. But I can go to my bathroom right now, and there's little lotion containers. I guarantee you, there's nothing sealed on them. Okay, well then maybe choices uh, or comforting is Dude, ahead of the you've game stayed, on that one. Hold on, you've been staying at places for years. How, what? What? Uh, the next, I'll, I'll find a sticker and I'll take a photo and I'll send it to you. I've. I don't think I've ever seen. Guys, I need you guys to chime in on this one. This is one you you send an email. Push bras and send an email. Have you seen a sealed? Like, here's the thing. You know how the little soaps they come in a box. I, I don't yeah. even know if I've seen a little sticker sealing that box. You don't really need to. The box is closed, but you could open that, look at it, touch it, throw it back in the box, close it. Housekeeping's probably not investigating the, every single the box. Seals, the moral of the story. No, I get it. It's half empty, so it's obvious it's been used. A hundred percent. And then that made me look closer. I started looking around the bedroom and then so then I noticed there was hair on my bed. Mm-hmm. And then I peeled the blankets back and there was hair inside my bed. And t- to be fair, it looked like they were clean sheets and probably fell off the head of the cleaner. Right. But it still gives you a really grotty feeling. Well, you sent a picture too at one point of like what Casey's cleaned room looked looked like, like done up room. And it was like, it was like a kid trying to make their bed for the first time. Yeah. That's yeah. what it looked like. It was like, it was like the, the sheet was kind of dangling out. The pillows looked like they'd been thrown at the headboard, it but not. It just felt really dirty and really seedy. And it was a, just a bad experience. And the brand is so Choice, everybody. Choice Hotels. And Comfort Inn is usually, Comfort Inn is where you stayed, right? It's their low-end um, hotels. Yeah. And that's, we chose it because it was um, an eight-minute walk to the stadium. The view was the stadium. Mm-hmm. So we just looked at the car park of the stadium. Um 
which made it very convenient to get to and from site for this activation. But apart from that, it had oh, I had a world famous guitar shaped pool. I don't know. The Comfort Inn had a guitar shaped pool. Yep. Okay. It looked like crap. I'm, sh- and, I'm and, sure it does. And if you're picturing a giant like rock guitar in your brain right now, think more miniature, almost like hot tub size. Oh, really? Yeah, that was their world-famous uh, guitar-shaped pool. Anyway. So, like, slightly better than this for the bass, and then, like, an extra little just sort of heart-shaped jut out? Yeah, it, yeah exactly. It's just super uh, so small. It, it wasn't really that exciting. Um, the service there was super shitty. They they just didn't care. Like, they had the attitude of, not my problem. Right. The, the, as, the, as has the, been the case, except for iowa for me but everywhere else is like not my problem oh don't care oh sorry we don't have that not i I can't even paraphrase them without saying sorry in it do you know what i'm saying you're not getting that that's incorrect it's not oh sorry we don't have that it's we don't have that no we don't have that no no not my problem yeah look look somewhere else um i had some amazon deliveries to the hotel Uh, everything went fine with the first delivery the second delivery didn't turn up at all and then when i asked you know, where, where is it from reception? Again, they said, not my problem. Don't know where it is. Haven't got it here. Go check at the hotel next door. So I did go <laughs> check at the hotel next door and they also didn't have it. And now it was a, a USPS problem. Um, I don't like the USPS system for any of the American listeners out there. Your postal service is shit. No apologies. Uh, <laughs> no apologies. Sorry, not sorry, I think is uh, yeah, what you guys would understand yeah, sorry, better. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but it, luckily it was an Amazon order, so I contacted Amazon and uh, got my money back. But the Choice Hotel manager, he was pretty good. Uh, I don't remember his name, but his staff was shit. Um, but he did let me look at the security footage of the delivery time that they put down on the um, USPS delivery receipt whatever and we checked from one hour prior to one hour after and there was just no usps delivery during that time frame so they just flat out lied lost my my parcel and that just really pissed me off any rectification of it at all nope apart from amazon because they have a good policy where like i explained the situation i said i would provide the security footage etc and they were like yeah don't worry about it here's your money back um wow but, but it was a substantial about amount of money it was well over 500 canadian dollars um, that's the the cords and the pl- pointer the and the cords, yeah. five hundred dollars of extension cords. Yeah, I thought those cords were like twenty bucks each. Nope, they're heavy duty. So that's probably the. Yeah, I mean uh, these these clip shows that I watch. You're they've got ones with but, doorbell uh, people where they th- throw the box down, take a picture, and then pick the box up and walk off with it. Well, that's I know I, it didn't happen this time. Them, uh, yeah. Like when I contacted USPS, I was like, show show me a photo of where it was left. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we don't do that. I'm like, okay. Give me the name of the person you left the package with. And they're like, oh, we don't do that either. Right. And then I'm like, what do you do? And then she read exactly what I can see on online, which is left um, in the mailbox. And I was like, lady, this is a hotel. There is no mailbox. There's a reception staff. Right. And none of them have seen the package. Um, and again, she was just like, yeah, not my problem. That's what, Is that what she said? Yeah. It's not my problem? Yeah. You're like, you like, can't help like, me. Straight out, straight out to me like that. So anyway, they sent me a, an email, which was their mistake about, can I rate their their service um, and my experience? And and they got zero on everything because they yeah. deserved it. That was just such a shit experience. Don't treat people like that. Yeah. Um, at least- Hey, yeah. listen, put your hand over your heart, right? Take your hat off, cheer the company or the country and it's, and it's amazing postal service with the- 
What, what is their slogan? It's like neither rain nor sleet nor snow will stop the fucking. But after like after that experience, just the and the comfort in being so bad. Um, on a more positive note, it was only fifteen minutes away from what they call Broadway in Nashville. Okay, and Broadway. Um, That's where they beat gay people. Uh, no. I'm just uh, <laughs> like Broadway in New York is where all of the incredibly talented gay people perform. Uh, Broadway Nashville is, is where they take them to no, no, Broadway no. Nashville uh, is incredibly t- talented. Like every um, storefront was was a bar, or almost everyone was okay. a bar, and all the performers in there were excellent performers in the sense of country music. And I'm not a country music guy, but uh, I but I started really getting into it because uh, a couple of things I noticed was you don't need to be able to dance to country music. Mm-hmm. You just got to swing your hips. And then you just got to tell a sad story about something that happened in your life. And that's uh, pretty much- That's country music? That's, that's country music and how you pick up a cowgirl. And that was Did great. you see that happening? Yeah. A uh, lot? There were, there were, were the women good looking? I would say Nashville is like- um, Bourbon, sorry, Broadway in Nashville is like Bourbon Street, New Orleans. Okay, without, never been without the titties. So, oh, in, I see. In New Orleans, you throw the beads. Yeah, and they show you the titties. If they if they want the beads, then they they'll flash back at you as a a kind gesture for throwing your beads at them. Nashville, I I really miss that form like of that. gratitude. Like I I wish it was like you know. You let a chick in in traffic, and then she turns around and flashes her tits as a thank you. Like I don't, need you fucking stick your hand at the window. Yeah, <laughs> back that ass up. Oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, no, but the girls uh, in Nashville. Well, I've the female population. The majority that I was looking at, I found very attractive mm-hmm. in their cow- cowgirl outfits. There was a lot of that. I actually forgot to mention that There's the amount of basic bitches in Iowa that was showing up in like the dress, but then the cowboy boots, like that that whole yeah, lots look. of cowboy boots and cowboy hats in Nashville. Anyway. No, no cowboy hats. We had I don't think I saw a single. I actually don't think I saw I don't a single want to say cowboy. cowboy hats. Cow because they were cowboy and cowgirl. No, yeah, but cowboy hats, what you say? Um, big I don't, big I don't. belt buckles. Um, the men were wearing pretty much cowboy jeans. Yeah, and then, lots of black people in LGBT community. And then a nice shirt. Um, the girls were wearing like teeny jeans. Don't dodge shorts. the question. <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention to you. I said, uh, did you see a lot of diversity or was it a lot of like cowboys, white, white cowboys, white cowgirls? Yes, it was like that. Um, I didn't didn't see a lot of diversity. Yeah, in my listeners Broadway. should by now know that I'm not for that. I'm more disappointed in that. But 15 minutes from Broadway was great because um, that allowed me to start my walking tour around Nashville. Which yeah, tell us about free. the tours. Uh, this, yeah, so that was my first one. I got like 20,000 steps that day. It was huge. It was hot. It was mm-hmm. humid. But I got to see a lot of really great stuff like Broadway and all the great singers and everything on there. Um, I went to the Ryman Auditorium, and for people that don't know, the Ryman has the second best acoustics in all of the US of A. So I did a tour around that place. It was great. Dolly Parton, um, that's her big thing, the Ryman, Mm -hmm. and a whole bunch of um, country singers that I just don't know their names because I'm not a country guy, but it was great. Um, I saw the Maxwell House Hotel which had the, an interest. The, the, the coffee thing? The coffee. Yeah, yeah, the coffee. Okay. So the Maxwell House Hotel, owned by Maxwell House, the coffee, uh-huh. uh, they had President Roosevelt stay there at their hotel. And he said when he was drinking their coffee that it was good to the last drop. And that's, that's where they got the slogan from? slogan. So yeah. they took the slogan from President Roosevelt, which I didn't know. 
And now I do. And I thought that was really fascinating. Uh, and I, I learned that on my walking tour, which cost me absolutely nothing. The walking tour cost you nothing? No, it was free. Why? It was, free. It was just, a, it was like guide. For tip, they do it for tips? No, it was, there was no guide. It was just walk yourself around, follow your phone. Oh, every, okay. Well, that's every location you get to. It just, you know, it was some history. So, so it's what is it? A website? Then you go to it and you're like, I'm going to start walking, and you're like, start GPS. Like, how did you? It was. I believe it was literally called freewalkingtours.com, and I clicked on the city, which was. And Nashville. then when you and what does it say? Like when you get here, click this button, and it'll tell you something. Or yeah, and it's uh, it's always uh, generally starts off at like an information center or somewhere that's a central hub that's pretty cool and then you just follow it around and it's uh it's really easy and it shows does you it use your stuff. gps or does it just tell you to you know go to this no, spot it next. uses your, your gps you don't have to follow the exact route like you can walk no no of course of course but you i just, just that's kind of cool to point one two three there were i think 18 stops on this tour and you get to that number you press the number and it gives you a whole bunch of history of and that's super fucking cool looking at um i came across a, a red phone booth a british red phone booth okay in nashville which I thought was weird. So I Googled it. I'm like, why the fuck is there a red phone booth? It's the entrance to a speakeasy. And if you mm. dial the correct phone number, oh, that's so the cool. back of the phone turns into a door and it opens up into a speakeasy. But to get the secret phone number, they don't advertise it. Right. You get it from concierge from your hotel. Do you want to know what hotel concierge didn't know the code? The one at the Comfort Inn? The fucking Comfort Inn. They so did you go to, where'd you didn't go? Didn't know what the code was. So I went to. So hold on, hold on. Give me a sec. So I'm assuming, just for context, because it's not like you walked around, you found this red phone booth. I walked past it and I was like, why is that here? Yeah. Because I'd like that. If you've seen Ted Lasso, you'll know what a red phone box looks like. Oh, yeah. Our listeners would know. Right. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. So it's very yeah, British. It's, it's very, yeah. It's, it's uh, very so, iconic. And I'm in Nashville. It's full of country. And right. So why is there like a. And why is there a British phone box there? So. That's so did you Google it or did you get back to your hotel and you mentioned it and they're like, oh, it's this, that, and the other, no, but no. we don't. So I Googled it and then- Right at the spot when you saw right, it? Right when I was there and okay. I couldn't, couldn't get through it. And then um, there was a Hilton across the road and I walked across there and spoke to the concierge and they gave me the phone number. And it was, So you Googled it and then you found it. Oh, I got to do this. I've got to talk over. to concierge. Yeah. So how did you, did you just, for the sake of it, test the comfort people when you got back to see if they knew? Yes. And they didn't? Correct. The, one of the, the receptionists knew about it. They knew right. that what it it was mm -hmm. and that they were um, the phone numbers are given to concierge, but she said, but they never give it to our hotel. So this is what I'm, I'm really doubtful that you asked and I apologize for doubting you in advance. I really hope you asked them, how do you guys get this number every day? Who, the Hilton? Yeah, whatever hotels. If the only people who know what the hotel, the, the number, is it the same number all the time? No. That's what I'm saying. So I would want to know, hey, how do you guys get and the, the reason number? it's not the same number um, every time is because someone's just going to put that on the internet. Right, exactly. S did you ask them how do they get the number? No, I didn't. Oh, fuck. I would love to know, like, if it's just a, you know, I mean, it's just a hospitality industry thing. So they could just call every day, hey, make sure you, you know, or, or it could honestly, it could have been as simple as there's like a hotel address book, like, like a group yeah. thing. And every day they just email what the code is to... The, the morning, you know, so every hotel's probably, concierge it's gets probably it. probably like the higher end because the drinks in there were very expensive. Right. Um, so it would have been the higher end hotels, four or five star. Right. Um, I reckon that's- And you don't want to fill up with a bunch of people who came in for a $6 beer or something. Yeah. You don't want anyone that came from the fucking comfort in one star, negative one star hotel. They, yeah. 
um, coming down to your speakeasy for $18 for a basic spirit drink. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the, anyway, that was super fun to find and discover and, and get the code. And so you went in? And, oh, yeah. I went down there and had one drink and then left. Yeah. Um, just to say I did. What did it look like in there? Um, like a deep, dark, dingy, really low lit um, speakeasy, very small, intimate space. What were the um, tables like? The, the mix. Wooden, they were, they were metal. Little, they were like little booths. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And then the, the counter. Yeah, it wasn't very big. Yeah. It was very small. How, how many people do you think would fit in there? 30, 50? Three, three dozen, 36. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it was very small. Um, And the drinks were expensive, but I had, what did I have? Uh, a mule. Not allowed to call it a Moscow mule anymore, by the Why way, is that? because of the war in uh, Russia and Ukraine. They've changed Moscow oh, mules. Oh, dude, don't, don't buy into that shit. They've changed the names of the Moscow mule. Only in this country. Um, to everything else but the Moscow mule. So I think mine was called the fucking um, Nashville white vodka mule or something. Are you something a, weird. Are you aware that, that uh, after 9-11- America was under the impression that the French didn't want to help them, you know, invade Iraq and, and Afghanistan and all that. They stopped calling them French fries. They started calling them freedom fries. No, I wasn't. This aware is of the that. same Jeez. thing. It's not international that they're not Moscow mules anymore. You're in the land. Okay. Dude, they so even in Nashville. Then hold up, hold up. They actually took a bunch of things with the word French in them. And threw them in a pile. Like I, can, I don't remember what city this was. They threw a giant bunch of shit in a pile. Uh, they even put French's mustard. And even French's was like, the only thing French about us is the the name. Like, we're an American company. And they drove a giant tank over it and crushed it and everything like that. Just And this isn't even someone who attacked them. This How is literally just people wouldn't do what they said. So... Yeah, so it was Freedom Fries and Liberty. It wasn't French toast. It was Liberty toast everywhere on the thing. Like, like, so, yes, it's not a Moscow Mule here in America. It's a whatever they want to call Nashville it. Nashville is Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm pretty sure that's a red state. It's, yeah, I would think so. Um, so maybe I don't, maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But it's not called a Moscow Mule. No, I get that. They, um, wouldn't, wanna, they wouldn't want anything sought after to be seen in that light. Doesn't It doesn't surprise me. And I, and I can't believe when you ordered it at the German bar a few weeks ago, and it was a whatever mule they called it, I just thought, oh, Germany, it's not, we're in a, in a, in a regionally in a themed bar. restaurant. So yeah, they're not doing that. Doesn't surprise me at all though. Um, and then I walked off down to the Johnny Cash Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, that was excellent. I have to say, I really enjoyed the Johnny Cash Museum. Do you like Johnny Cash's music? Um, see, as a person with memory problems, I unless I hear the song and then somebody says that's Johnny Cash, right? Then I can make the association. So when I was in the museum, I was hearing a lot of music that I have heard before, and I was like, oh yeah, this is a cool song. I like you know, I right. like this. Um, Did you see which Joaquin Phoenix? Up- which brings up the. Hang on, I'm going to bring it up. On I'll just finish screen. the question so I think my people understand. Did you see the movie Walk the Line with Joaquin Phoenix where he played Johnny no, Cash? I have not, but I. Great movie. I was in the museum, yeah. I saw like that was all over, plastered all over the place, and yeah. I made a mental note. And by mental note, I wrote it in my phone to, yeah. w- to watch it. I'll watch it with you if you want. Yeah, I'd love to. It's a, it, it was good. good. Now, for what it's worth, and this is just Johnny Cash trivia. Now, I knew the whole, you know, I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down. Like, I know that song. And I knew maybe one or two other ones of his. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff has become popular in the last few years. Uh, you know, I know. But I, I didn't know it when I watched that movie. Yep. 
Um, but a lot of the songs that he's famous for and stuff too, when they did it in the movie, apparently they really up-tempoed it. So like when you're listening to it in the movie, the songs sound like really good, but the original versions were like a lot a slower, slower, a lot more mm-hmm. simple. Cause I've heard some of his music and I was just like, this is boring. A lot of people made the criticism. Again, this is something I heard of him before I saw the movie was that like, he doesn't even really sing in some of his songs. He's more just talking and there's music. Yeah. You know? But anyways, I, the, the movie's great. I've watched it a few times. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix does an incredible job. Um, so just you went to the museum. I'm like, I, I, before having seen the movie, I probably wouldn't have been interested after seeing it. Um, I, it was the kind of thing I do. But you being Australian, I was like, do you, do you know his music? Or was everyone just like, oh, you got to see the Johnny Cash Museum? That was it. Everyone said, yeah. you've got to go see it. So I did. Right. And then I really enjoyed it. I did not know the man was in the Air Force. Yep. Um, and now I do. Um, I also know that he was a radio operator in the Air Force, so I, I was fascinated to hear about um, his career and experiences, and they even have some handwritten letters, original letters of his that he sent mm-hmm. from the war back home. Um, and one of the rooms, and this is just important for my next tour, but um, one of the rooms in the Johnny Cash Museum was a poem that he sung called Ragged Old Flag. Okay. I'm not sure if you are familiar with that. I'm not. Um, did they did they talk about how he played at a prison? Yes. Or he performed at a prison or whatever. Like he one of his early songs was singing about being in a prison or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then he decided to perform at said prison like later in his career. Uh, no, well, reading the stuff about prisons in his um in, in the museum, they went there a few times because he believed in rehabilitation. Right. Um, instead of punishment for prisoners and so he he performed there for free every time uh and there was a lot of controversy when he um aired that he they did a live show from inside the prison Mm -hmm. um and a lot of the uh, media outlets didn't want to put that on the air Uh, and johnny was basically like well then i won't work with you if you don't do it pretty much um back when artists had a little more power like if i'm what you want then yeah play ball with me whereas like they otherwise yeah fuck off um but so Ragged Old Flag, I bring it up because of uh, what you were saying about the National Anthem and how pr- um, proud they are right. of the flag. And and even when we're setting up, we say, treat the tent like the flag, don't let it touch the well, ground. Well, yeah, because we, had to, we and, had to find a way to relate to it. Like, guys, don't let it touch. Like, if it gets dirty, that, and, they're like, and then I'm like, you know what? It's the flag, guys. If it touches the ground, it, we can't use it. So and, it gives, and, the and, whole, and they all know right away. And all the, the whole attitude changes. And yeah. yeah, they don't they don't let it touch the ground. They actually fold it in Iowa when when they folded the facade. I, I told them, you know, oh, okay, guys, it's the American flag. They actually folded it like a flag at the end where they do the corner to corner and it's like a triangle. Yeah. They're like, we folded it like the flag too. I'm like, whatever, it's clean. Thanks, guys. But just like, it's it's nuts to me. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh I I I have a respect for any level of like discipline and stuff, but like I said, I I wish people knew more about what it is that they're so loyal to. Well, Johnny Cash writes a poem about it, so read it. Do you want to read it? Go ahead. It's called. No, I'm not going to read it, but you can read it. It's well, you brought it up on your phone. Ragged old flag. How long is it? I don't know, like a hundred paragraphs. Is it a hundred paragraphs? Let me let me count. Well, while Ryan counts paragraphs. I would say, why would you send them away? It's, You've already Googled it's, it's right in front of you. Nine. How long do you think it would take you to read it? Uh, half an hour. Fuck sakes. Bad reader. I'm not going to. Are you a bad reader? reader? Is that why you, you don't want to read on, on, on out loud? No, I'm a fine reader. Like I can read just fine. I, just, okay. I can't be fucked. And I want to get through my fucking two pages of notes here so I can go. Uh, I don't say where. Let them, let them, well, next week. Next week they'll know. 
I'm about to stage a walkout, buddy. Check the time. I've seen the time. Uh, it's still early. Not for me. Yes, it is. We don't have anything else planned tonight. Don't you fucking worry. Um, so you're Johnny ten Cash, minutes away, and there's an hours the of Cash fucking museum. <laughs> Go and see it, and then you'll be happy to know underneath the Johnny Cash Museum, and it's hidden, so you have to find it yourself. Is another speakeasy. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to tell you. You're how not going to tell them how to do it. Come on, this would be the inside scoop. That's that a perfect one. reason that gives extra value to the podcast. Nope. Fuck no. Hold on. I told you the red phone booth one. If you go to Nashville, you figure out the Johnny Cash Museum one. Can you give them a hint and get them started? Get them started. Help them out. Let them. You, here's the thing. By listening to this podcast, you want to give okay. them a little it's, bit of a feel like they got some inside scoop. It's not the main entrance to the Johnny Cash Museum. Right. And it's under the Johnny, Mash, Johnny Cash Museum. Okay. So my guess, my guess would be, you know, that's the hint is it's not the main entrance and it's under. So my guess is you go around back or something like that. And there's going to be like a staircase down or something to that extent. Is it, is it more exciting than that? Like, I like that, that, you know, you got to dial a number in the phone booth and it opens up into the, the Johnny speakeasy. Cash speakeasy. I couldn't get into. It was that difficult. No, I couldn't get into cause it was closed. Okay. But you found the way in. I found the way in, but I couldn't get in because no one was there. Okay. And it was it difficult to find like like escape room level difficulty? I had to, I had to go on a mission. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like I just walked out of the museum and I was like, "Oh, there it is." Dude, this is the best content. You won't share it with listeners? Nope. Um, we tell me I afterwards. Walked off to the Country Music Hall of Fame. Now, let me tell you about the Country Music Hall of Fame. Yeah, please do. It is enormous. And of course it is. And it is just guitars and shiny cowboy outfits. Right. And then the next exhibit is a guitar and a shiny cowboy outfit, followed by a guitar and a shiny cowboy outfit. Was it like when there we were, were at- uh, It was like fucking two million of them. Was it, it was, like when we were at the Hard Rock getting the status match? Remember we walked out and there was all the display cases with like clothes yes, and guitars exactly and just like, like a hallway of just- So this, this thing is enormous. It takes up like, I don't know- three four five city blocks okay it's a huge venue right and that's all that's in it it's just guitar outfit guitar, if you're a outfit, country music guitar, fan outfit. you're gonna fucking love it because you can find your favorite artists and then um somewhere around there there's also a wall of records that are gold and platinum so you'll find so was that would you say that's record. pretty much all it was the, was records outfit and guitar and two cars Two cars? Yes. What were the cars? One was an Elvis Presley car. Okay. Um, which I thought was Who's also cool. not a country musician, no, not realistically. Se, no. Yeah. That's right. Um, his car was pretty cool. He had a TV in his car and a telephone in the back there. Interesting. Um, he had changed- oh, I little... wish you had picked- Did you take pictures? I, I think I did. Okay. If, if you can get them to me, what I'll do is I'll post them on the One Man Podcast Instagram page so people listening can go and look and see what this car looked like. And that- Oh, sorry. There were three cars, but I don't know- who the other two, who they belong to. Yeah. Um, the, the features of them were the second car. There were guns all over it. The door handles were fake guns. Um, across the front bonnet of the vehicle was yeah. like a fake long rifle for the full length of the bonnet. Um, to open the glove box, you would pull a fake pistol down to open the glove box. So it was just a uh, gun orgy vehicle. It was kind a of gun thing. orgy vehicle. Yeah, there were fucking fake guns all over it, and I don't know which country artist that was, but man sure loves his guns. Also, oh, we're in any of them, Tennessee, Nashville. So it is open carry. Um, right. So th that was um, there were people everywhere with with holstered weapons. 
Really? Oh, really? So, you, okay. I never saw sorry, it. Sorry, I can't say weapon. That's aggressive. No, it is. Well, it is, it is abs- that's its designed holster, purposes holster as a weapon. firearms. Well, if you go and do a firearms test to get your firearms license, you can't call them weapons. You have to call them firearms. They're only weapons if you are military or law enforcement. <sighs> it's a self-defense weapon. Well, like, like, like I, I, that's, it's a self-defense firearm. <laughs> sure. It's that also, dude, do you see the cognitive dissonance in this, in this country where it's like the, to be able to like just disassociate things all the time, like needlessly, it's like, oh, it's not a weapon. Oh, don't call it a weapon. It's a fucking weapon. And I think, I think that's, I think that's Canadian. Dude, I think that's a part. Are you saying that you can't call it a weapon? Is Canadian? Yeah, we, I know for the firearms test in Canada, you call sure. it, you have to call it a firearm, and you can't call it a weapon. Sure, and I think that's almost to not remind yourself that it's a weapon, right? Like because as a country, we're not like yeah, everyone needs a gun, and you can't and you cannot carry that firearm on your belt. Whereas here, it's like yeah, you can just walk around. I for the record, and everyone was proud of it. They were showing them off like they were fucking yeah. You know, that's the, the, that's. The birthday present for this year. That's like, like the fucking my wife got me the swinging dick flex or whatever. Like that's, that's the part where when the conversations I was having in Iowa. So for the record, never saw a weapon on anybody once, not once in Iowa with all those people, not a glimpse of one dangling up, not once. Um, so like, I guess that's a check in the pro column for everybody who may have had one and wasn't, wasn't showing it off. But in terms of what you're describing, people walk around, oh, look at my gun, look at my gun, my guns. It was like, that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. That's not, even if you're a responsible gun owner, like you shouldn't be showing off your weapon in public. So you, you've been to a lot of these concerts now. You know, they have the the rental security people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had them in Toronto and I'm sure everyone's been to events where there's like- the Metal detectors rental too. Rental security people. Right. Um, at this event, the rental security people were all packing their own firearm. All of them. Right. So they're directing traffic. That's their job to direct people to park or move down the road in With a certain a gun direction. But they all had guns on their hips, every one of them. And when I brought it up, one of the BAs, um, she said to me that because she is a, a Nashville resident, mm-hmm. she can go to a Bass Pro shop. Right. Purchase a firearm with her license, mm-hmm. not her firearms license, her driver's car, license. Driver's license. Um, and then she can sell that same day to anyone as long as they provide her with a receipt there doesn't have to be any details on, hold on the receipt hold on she she can sell the gun that she just bought to someone else is that what you just said yes and all she needs is a receipt yes uh, hold on a receipt from the person she sold it to yes so i said you can go to bass pro now yeah and buy a gun and then in the car park you can sell it to me the canadian australian right and all I have to do is give you a receipt. And she's like, yes, that's right. And then I'll have a gun, me. And I'm like, do I have to put anything special on this receipt, like my firearms license number or my driver's license number? And she was like, nope, it just needs the amount that I sold it for. Now, okay, so a couple things. That's First off, it's crazy. But that's assuming that everything she said is true. Yes. Right. So that's a that is a big part of it. She but, she if that's the case, it's insane. But but Casey and I did go to the Bass Pro mm-hmm. and the busiest section there is gun section was sure. the gun section. Right. Um. And people were buying guns of all fucking different. Some of them were bejeweled. Some of them were colored. Like some, oh yeah. Some of the women were you know, they liked uh, the pink and purple and and I'm not 
genderfying here, but that's what they were choosing. Right, because it's pretty. Then, like this, this killing thing is and a, is, and is for pretty. For fuck's sake, a bejeweled pistol. Right. I mean, come on. And that then, would. I really wish you'd take pictures of the fucking firearm then, section. The, no. Uh, and then the dudes were taking. Um, you know, they were getting the biggest ones they could fucking get because it makes their dick bigger. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I had a meme one time where it shows like some guy with pimples on his face and his tidy whities and he's like, he's like looking in. The, he's got the the, the waistband of the, the underwear pulled out. So he's looking down into his underwear and he's like mm, sad or whatever. And then you see the next scene, he's got a, a, a rifle tucked into the, the underwear so that it's sticking way out with the rifle. And that's effectively what it is. Like, Oh, here, that's, that's why it works. He's got a big fucking dick now, but hold on. So I want to, I want to just small explore that. Did you ask like, okay, like you can sell me the gun, but am I now allowed to have it? Because that's a part two, right? She she can sell it, and her legal yeah, responsibility is over. Right. However, that's you point. now as a person, like I know what you're saying, like criminals. If someone wants a gun to go kill somebody with, like that's that's all didn't take much to 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 interfere with that process. However, can you now just buy a holster, put it on your hip, walk around? The police are like, oh, where'd you get that? And you're like, yeah, I bought it off some chick in a parking lot. She got it from fucking Bass Pro, and they're like, all right, well, nothing wrong here. Like you know, I don't know the laws. That's because so, that would have been fascinating I, to me. Is like say, if you can just if you're allowed to have it now because someone purchased it legally and sold it to you legally and now you own it legally and can like that's a that's unreal, yeah, unreal. I thought it was unreal too. Um, and anyway, so the next day I went to Jack Daniel's Distillery. I know, I'm so the jealous. Jack Daniel's Distillery tour. I don't think you should be jealous. The tour itself was great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think you should be jealous. The tour itself was great. It was great <laughs> because I have not done one before. So I learned heaps. It was, yeah. It was fascinating to learn And it's about one of the most famous products on the entire planet. Is it? Yes. It sells. Yes. You, uh, did if, you, you weren't like, oh, what's Jack against, Daniels? When someone's like the Jack Daniels is really like, oh my God, I got to go. Did it, did you even hesitate or were you like, absolutely, I'm going to see that. I was absolutely. You know how that. famous Jack Daniels is. Of but course it is. I don't think their whiskeys compare to what you get from Ireland or Scotland. No, I because I it's, think it's bourbon. Not, I don't think they're not even close. And no, it's not bourbon. And they point that out. Yes, it's Tennessee several, whiskey. I told you that because they times. charcoal mellow it for a week in the vats beforehand. But it's one of only two Tennessee whiskeys. And the only reason it's just not like it still follows all of the rules to be called bourbon. But because of that one extra thing where they char the maple and they, they mellow it through that, it's they call it Tennessee whiskey, but it's still in terms of, of mash bill, what it's aged in and everything it's, it's bourbon. It is legally quantifiable as bourbon. I did the, um, tour where I got the top shelf stuff. So you, there's like a cheap tour where you get the blended whiskeys. Okay. Like the Jack Daniels honey would be a blended. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know what, and it's there. It's like a synthetic honey. They don't put honey second, in it. Um, best selling. Yeah. Of all their product line. Yeah. Um, and then I think there's like a triple mash, which is three blends put together. That's the that's the bottom end one. And then the next is all single malt. And then you can go one level up above that, which is just- When you say single, single malt, malt, hold on. Talk to me about that. Because that terminology means something different. Okay. Pro- then I've probably fucked it up. It's okay. It, single. All right. You're right. Single, not malt, single batch. Single barrel? Does that make sense? Yes. Single barrel. Okay. Single barrel. Yeah. Okay. So they were all single barrel um, whiskeys. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, they weren't great. This, it wasn't something that I could see myself enjoying um, 
just by itself. Right. I'd have to have a mixer. Um, yeah. So but Johnny Cash used to drink soda water, ice, and um, number seven. Yeah. Jack Daniels number seven. Yeah. That was his drink. He drank it every uh, every concert. Frank Sinatra. It was Frank Sinatra fucking loved Jack, and his daughter made sure he was buried with a bottle of it. Yep. That was in the, the tour too. Yeah. So- um, Oh, I know. I know my whiskeys. So can I just share a piece of trivia and then for the sake of, of the, the listeners as well, yep. is um, one of the things with single barrels, so a lot of people don't know, is that they think like, a lot of times they think uh, a barrel will be opened and just they pour it in and it just tastes like Jack. And it's like, that's that's th- there's so many different factors to a barrel, like how much, you know, how much heat there is, how much of evaporation or also known as the angel share of whiskey is, is evaporated. So like you can have two bottles of the same, uh, sorry, two barrels of the same original spirit, but one of them's put on a top, top rack of a Rick and the other one's down the bottom or a different part of the warehouse. And they as much heat. They're going to taste different because yeah. they've had less. So the whole point of a master distiller, their job is to blend barrels together until it has the profile of, of the number seven or whatever it is. And they mix and match and do this. The reason single barrels, and this is like, this is like whiskey nerd slash elitist, depending on the look is that like, if you buy a single barrel of any booze, whether it's scotch or bourbon or rye or whatever, if you buy a single barrel, they will list on the the label somewhere like what, what usually what warehouse, what Rick, what numbered barrel, whatever it is. And it's for people who are like super nerds where it's like, oh, that warehouse is, you know, and that Rick is on this side, the Northeast corner where it gets a lot of stuff. Like the odds of you ever buying a single barrel again, that was in the same spot right is so unlikely that even if it's like oh i had a single barrel it's like well you buy two different single barrels of jack they're going to taste different and so i'm i'm with you where it's like that's almost like a i got a single barrel i tasted what what a barrel somewhere may taste like yeah but you're never going to really replicate it unless you do heaps of research and you could you know look all over the place and be like, Oh, all these single barrels are from completely different spots. They're not what I'm looking for. And then to taste for it's, it's super nerdy. The information they're giving you is accurate, but it's wicked fucking nerdy. Um, I, I totally agree. I don't, I, it's nice to get a single barrel for a trivi, trivial purpose. You know what I mean? If somebody's like, Oh, I tried a one from this area. That's where I tried it from. And you, that's what that you tastes can like. Buy a barrel, right? Your own barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, or a, a group of your friends can get together and buy a barrel. Right. Uh, the barrels range from 10,000 US to 20,000 US dollars per, mm-hmm. per barrel. Uh, again, what you said before, depending on what height it is stored at mm-hmm. in their their storage facility that they have on site. Um, so if you're interested in buying a barrel, you're looking at entry price, 10,000 US dollars. Right. And, and I have you- to make an apology immediately because I realized I made a mistake. It wasn't Johnny Cash drinking JD, it was Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. And it's because one of their bottles of single barrel bottles is uh-huh. the Sinatra single barrel. And that was Oh a, really? It's that, a Sinatra fuck. That was the nicest one. How much? Um not much more than a number seven. Probably like what, a number seven's thirty five dollars. Oh, but or it's something. not a distillery exclusive? No. We can't get that in Canada, yes, by you the way. Can. You can get it everywhere. Sinatra all number seven? All over the world. Yeah. I've never seen it. It's Jump online or and find out where they're selling it and go pick one up. Well, guess what? We live in Ontario. They sell it one place, the LCBO. If so it's not there, we can't get it. You can order from the LCBO. You can go. You have to, to the buy LCBO. a whole. You have to buy a whole case. Yeah, and say I want. Well, to, no, not a whole case. Well, what is it? Wait, is that's how the LCBO works? 12, if you're buying something that they don't order, you have to buy the is whole a case, case. Twelve bottles. Yeah, 
Okay, so 12 bottles. 12 $40 bottles. It's still more expensive than it needs to be. And then you have- but that's cool. So you had you had a single barrel Frank Sinatra. And that was the best one. And what made it different to the other ones was inside the barrels, they get um, torched. They all do. They get burnt on the inside. Uh-huh. Um, and that adds to the flavor over time. The Sinatra one on the inside looks like um, a zigzag. There's probably like a 12-inch strip all the way around the inside of the barrel uh-huh. that is jagged. And that's to increase the surface area okay. inside the barrel that's charred. And that, that's the only difference. Okay. So it's the barrel that makes the Sinatra. Well, it makes Jack a difference. Daniels. But then again, if it's a single barrel, I would imagine it's where it's stored too. Unless they store all of them in like one specific part of the, the warehouse. Yeah. So they had like a floor. Right. Like in their um, in their barn it was four floors high, and it was only one of their many storage areas, and it right. was their smallest that they showed us. We weren't allowed to take photos in there. Really? Yeah. It's uh, it was dangerously close to where they um, turn the moonshine like spirit. That's like a hundred and forty percent or one hundred and forty proof or whatever. Right. Eighty percent. Um. No, it was one. It was one forty. They said the. Well, there's no such thing as 140% alcohol. Yeah, no, 100 so is max. 40 proof. Proof. So 80% alcohol is what I'm saying. Okay. So, and you proof, just, you just divide it by two. That's the percentage. You ABG. drink it and it's like fucking. Yeah. Um, well, 140 divided by 270. But- oh, sorry. No, you are correct. Yeah. Sorry. That's just me. I'm making fun of your math and I'm getting it wrong. So 70%. So I've actually had a bottle of 72.5% Jack Daniels. I've only seen it once that had a gold label on it and it came out like barrel proof was the name of it because you can get a single barrel, but even though it came from a single barrel, they can still add water to dilute it because this alcohol doesn't all come out at 40% alcohol. It comes out at like 60, you know, different, different rates. And they, they add water to it to proof it down to 40%, get the taste profile. And then that's what they bottle it at. Um, Whereas you can get something that's single barrel that's been diluted. It still came from a single barrel, but it's diluted down to whatever percentage they're selling it at. And then you can get stuff that's barrel proof, which means like whatever it came out of the barrel at, that's what it's at. And there's actually bourbon laws where you're not allowed to like put it and you can't put it in the the barrel at more than like a certain percentage and you can't put it in the bottle more than a certain percentage. So the highest well, they call it proof. It's like 100 and 150 proof. Can't put it in the barrel any higher than 150. You have to dilute it. I think you would have a problem uh, shopping at their gift shop and bringing things back to Canada because there were bottles in there where they exceed that that very thing you were just talking oh, about. Oh, this is only bourbon laws. This has nothing to do with like purchasing. You're allowed in Canada. You can buy whatever you want. Well, they were saying they'll, they'll export to Canada, mm-hmm. but only up to a certain proof. Interesting, and uh, and that was basically all all the way around the world, and but in the U.S. it was like ten points higher. So let's just say Canada accepts sixty proof. Uh, in the U.S., they would sell seventy proof from their percentage. You mean? Uh, or seventy percent? Right, um, right, right. Um, from their gift shop. My guess is that the, I'm not a whiskey man. Um, no, no, you know what? It's actually more of a customs law because the gold bottle, the seventy two point five percent, I bought that at the LCBO. Okay. So that that 72.5%, 150 proof was in the LCBO. It's the high it's the the laws for bourbon making. So you they are not legally allowed to put it in the barrel at, at at more than 150 proof and they cannot sell it at more than I can't remember what what proof it is. So it goes in at a certain proof. I uh, sorry. Uh it can't come out 
uh, I can't go into a bottle at more than 72.5 and I can't remember what the, the proof is going into the barrel because it'll, it'll condense or whatever it is. Anyways, um, the, the ethanol and the, the water evaporates. But, but my point was they won't distribute the higher right proofed um, whiskeys anywhere except in the US. Yeah. And that um, single and- barrel, that single barrel that you buy too, like I said, you'd want to be a nerd. So when you and your friends spend 10 grand on a jack barrel, you'd want to know exactly what it's going to taste like because if you buy one from- Yeah. So if you do that, if you choose to do that, they send out um, six samples- Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And you pick which barrel you want? For you and your the flavored samples. So they just have descriptions on the flavors of the whiskey that you're about to try and instructions on how you should drink it, which is clean your mouth out with water uh-huh. so that your palate is clean. Then smell the back of your hand because apparently that does something with your nostrils and, okay. and your sense of smell. And then take a nip. Um, and let it roll around in your mouth. Don't just smash it back. Right. And then whatever um, flavors you, you enjoy, I guess you mark down, you know, out of the six samples they give you, put them in order. And then when you send that back to them, they'll make you a barrel based on your preference. So they're going to blend. It sounds like they'll almost blend yep. the the basic stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, whiskey making is super, super fascinating. It's in Lynch. Like, so the things that so I knew about it, Lynchburg's Lynchburg. Tennessee, Dry County. Did they mention yes, that? It is a Dry County. So but you're they, allowed to buy and taste at the distillery. So the way they get around that is um, tasting is for educational purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they use the education law to get around serving you alcohol. Um, and for the gift shop, they're not selling you Jack Daniels whiskey. They're selling you a pretty bottle. That happens to have whiskey. That in happens it. to have whiskey in in the bottle. So that that's actually that's, really strange because that doesn't sound like anything that would ever hold up in court. Hey, that's that's the tour, man. That's what they told us. Well, no, and no, no, and this is not at you, but I'm saying that like of all the things, like again, the the education thing. You're like, okay, and you'd also think like, okay, this is where it's made on premises, so you're not really selling it for profit. You're you're selling a tour that includes. Were you, let me ask you something. Were you impressed by the fact that all those things I told you before you went were actually correct? Yes. Like, I know, I know that you're a whiskey buff. So um, I was, I went in there with a, a fair amount of education, mm-hmm. I guess, from you, from everything you told me. And I think that's why I, overall I was disappointed with the experience. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You, you but you got to taste it. You got to see it. I was I was disappointed with it because I've tasted so much better, and I'm not a whiskey man, right? But but like you know, well, let me put it to you this when way: when you're lucky enough to to have a splash, if someone is super generous at a wedding or or a, a party before a wedding or something like that, where they have something ridiculous like a five hundred dollar whiskey, mm-hmm. um, and you get like that on ice, that shit is delicious and smooth and and everything that you would expect out of. And the thing is, the ice actually buries flavors, right? Because it mutes your your palate. Um, and then to taste this, I was like, okay, I'm just drinking like dirty rocket fuel. So this is this is what I would say is, um, I, I've heard a lot of really good arg- arguments about a lot of different things in the spirit world, predominantly. But just if you think about it like this, is that um, a lot of people will make fun of like twenty dollars bottles of wine, like oh, that's not several hundred dollars. It's like, well, the twenty dollars bottles are mass produced. They have a better quality control. They have better consistency. You know, sometimes with a with a two hundred dollar bottle of wine, if that particular small vineyard 
uh, had a bad year, they're charging you for their lost inventory. So yeah. you're paying just to keep them afloat. So it's rule. It's not, yeah, it's not necessarily, it's not that it's going to be bad, but you get like diminishing returns. Whereas like, yeah, the big place that sells $20 bottles um, has more efficient workers, more consistency, more like. You're right with quality control. Yeah. And, and the thing is Jack, Jack is not the tastiest. But in terms of a budget whiskey that people get at bars, you'll find it on every bar rail in the world. A Jack and Coke has a Jack Daniels has a distinct flavor that when you put it in a in a Coke or a mix, it's it's almost like it's a it's a cultural zeitgeist rite of passage. Everyone has a I got way too junk on Jack Daniels story. Did I say junk? Yeah. Way too drunk <laughs> on Jack Daniels story, right? Everybody has had a part of their life where I'm not drinking Jack. I got way too, you know what I mean? And they go back to it. There's the, the shooting Jack. There's the, in a drink. The thing is, it's so iconic. You know, there's, there's even the, the, the amount of people who've like plagiarized the logo on a t-shirt where it's advertising something else, but you turn and you see those spiral colored. Did they show you what the original Jack Daniels logo looked like that the green and the red and all those labels did you see the original shitty labels of what Jack Daniels looked like before yeah, they went with the, the black uh, and the in white? The foyer before the, you start the tour, the, there's all the bottles they've had from pretty from much day, day one. one. Yeah. Um, and how they've changed over time and, and the labels as well. But once it hit that black and white, like that's you, you can just glance at someone wearing a shirt. It doesn't even matter if it says Jack Daniels on it. Your brain knows immediately that that's, that's iconic. And the reason I say that it's not the best. In the, in the way that like, you're not going to have a Kobe beef steak and be like, oh, that McDonald's burger was, was, was better. It's never going to happen. However, McDonald's is consistent. It's tried and true. It's, and it, it is infinitely more successful and rich than any Kobe beef thing. And I think that's just the fact that Jack, Jack is the McDonald's of booze. It will not be the most delicious for that ever of, for that type of booze. Yeah. Well, I, I really can't think of name. A, I would say if you, if you do the numbers of like what's consumed on the planet, single f- expression alcohol, Jack Daniels has to be like one of the number one. It, I can't think of a single bottle of scotch. I one can't think of the number one. You mean like, like it has to be one of the, one of the, one of the, one of the best, if not the number one, I cannot name me the McDonald's of booze. If I said Jack Daniels, I'm telling you, name me another another alcohol, single name brand spirit that that could potentially rival the sales numbers. Jim Bean. Nope. It's cheaper. It's cheap, cheaper, fine. People Does- normally, uh, like in my um, growing up, when I was a fucking high school student, Jim Beam was affordable. So we didn't do Jack Daniels because that was- that's fair, and that no one could, ever spoke that could about be for that you guys. That was too expensive. So, so and Jim Beam is is another bourbon, right? It, it is one of their biggest competitors. Uh, yeah, aren't we talking about brown liquors? Any any liquor, any liquor, Smirnoff, Smirnoff, Smirnoff for vodka, be vodka. But I don't know that it's bought. Well, and then Jack Daniel's Belvedere would be the probably the or Grey Goose would be the two fancier versions. Uh, well, let me let me. Figure well, while you do that, let me talk about. Lynchburg. Yeah, tell me because after the distillery tour, they took us into Lynchburg to have lunch. It's a five-minute bus ride. They take you out there. Um, they have a Jack Daniels store. Out you were there. correct. In what? Jim Beam? I just said what bourbon sells the most. Jim Beam, founded in 1795 and passed down through one family. For the I, past I seven don't years, care Jim Beam the is the world's best-selling bourbon. But I think that's because it's cheap. And like, look, the market audience, right? It's yeah. 
you just, no, but you, you hey, man, like that was pretty good. You just pulled it out first, right? Boom, Jim Beam. I I wouldn't have given. It. I know they're huge selling, unless unless that's the whole thing. I'm thinking like single, like Jack Daniels number seven is one brand. Jim Beam has like the Devil's Cut, the the light one, the dark. So so number seven. That, that that's a good point. Number seven. Um, he took that. The reason it's called number seven. Mm-hmm. He took that secret to the grave. So all the shit that you read. I was going to tell you, I don't know why it's number seven. If you read anything about it or if you hear anything about it, somebody's like, it's a seventh formula that he tried to right. get it right. Or some people say um, he had seven girlfriends. Some people say he had a hundred girlfriends, but he's seventh with his favorite. All that just random right. facts that they were bringing up in the um, in the tour. Nobody actually knows right. why he chose number seven to put on the bottle. He took that secret to the grave. And he went to the grave- because for whatever reason, he turned up to work before everybody else, which he doesn't normally do because he was a heavy drinker mm-hmm. of his own product. Right. So he normally started at 10, 11 a.m. in the morning. Uh, this morning, he, he was in there before everybody else wanted to get into the safe to get money, couldn't get into his safe. So he kicked it in anger and broke a toe. Infected, sepsis, something like that. Being a hardcore dude. Um, that was all of five foot two. He was very short, this mm-hmm. guy. Um, he never Mr. T- I can't remember anything. Listen to you spouting off all the things that were told to you a week ago. It's a week ago, man. You asked me, ask me again next month. <laughs> Let, we'll do this podcast. I've asked you things from the day before. You're you like, buddy, me, I don't remember anything. I'm just, I'm, listen, I'm impressed right now, but look at you. You, you shut hung up and to listen this. to about okay. this toe. <laughs> Kicks his safe, breaks his toe. He's trying to be a tough guy. Jack Daniels, so he doesn't tell anyone he's got a broken toe. Right. Uh, it gets gangrene, yep. and then that spreads into his foot. And at that stage, they could amputate the foot, and he would live and still be alive. Yeah. It still doesn't tell anyone, even though his foot is looking a little bit weird. That travels in his bones up to his hips, and then it's goodbye from there. Once it got into his um, hip bones, he died. And that's that's how Jack Daniels came to his end. Yep. May his soul rest in peace. He died the same way most douches who <laughs> drink his product. <laughs> like it's really but breaking the their spirit. toe and not telling. Well, oh, just being an angry, an angry drunk kicking something, being too too proud to fucking see somebody about it. Exactly. Many um, opportunities to rectify the situation is like nope. Pride first. But let me tell you about uh, Lynchburg. I'm going to roll back there now. Um, bus ride, five minutes into mm-hmm. Lynchburg. It's set up like a square, one-way direction. It's probably- The town is set up like a square? Yeah, like a 300-foot road, turn left, 300-foot road, turn left, 300-foot road, turn left, 300-foot road. Okay. You're down a square. Um, big building in the middle. I don't know what the building in the middle was. I think it was a church. Um, the people there, what can I say? It is definitely red state. Backwards. There was oh, okay. so much Trump propaganda there. Oh. Uh, if you're if you're a Trump Trump fan, head there. You'll find everything you want. Yeah, everyone um, will support and agree with everything you it, already yeah, believe. And so there were like stickers that were like, um, you know, if you don't love Trump, fuck off out of my country. Um, really? Yeah, like this is a sticker that you can buy in a gift shop. Um, the but the really jarring ones that that i kind of found offensive as well was remember i, I you get triggered by much by the way um johnny cash's song about the flag no I, we were just talking about it you said a poem the ragged flag a- yeah yeah sorry it's a poem um ragged old flag that's what it's called so someone has used photoshop 
and Donald Trump is standing on the ruins of what looks like September 11. Okay. With a misty background, so it's all blurred out and smoky and stuff like that. And he's holding onto the ragged flag like it like he's cradling a dead child. Someone's generated that image and that's what they're selling at the gift shops is Donald Trump with the ragged flag standing on the ruins of September 11. And what is this supposed to say that like he's saving America or he did this to America? Uh, I think that I mean they're pro Trump, so I don't think it'd be a negative. It like it's, it's a dead child, and he's got a sad look on his face. So like he know. loved America, and this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I think that's, I think I that's, like, the, that's the almost like what are you? Pitch. What is the point? And the next sales pitch I didn't like is uh, it was him and six other dudes, which I think were presidents. I don't mm. know which ones, but they have been photoshopped into full combat gear. And they're in like a V formation, heavily armed, with angry looks on their face, walking at you. And you can purchase that as a poster or framed or as an oil canvas. My guess is is George W. Bush, Senior Bush, uh, Richard Nixon, Trump. I'm guessing it's all the fucking, just the fucking- I think it's the hardcore right. Maybe they're not even politicians. Maybe it's Trump and then like the fucking Shapiro guy. I I don't know. All the- Dick Cheney. I, I just thought it was really uh, shit because the dude was never a soldier. So, A, he shouldn't be fucking wearing uniform. Stolen and, Valor. Yeah, Stolen Valor. Um, dude, that would have been so funny. They'd shoot you on the spot. I couldn't take photos. I pulled out my camera yeah. to take a photo of it. And, they're like, and nope. the shopkeeper yeah. pulled me. She's like, hey, what are you doing over there? And I was like, I'm going to take a photo of this and show my wife. And she's like, can't do that. Why? Why are you going to take a photo of that? Something wrong with it? And she started getting like aggressive with me. Are you me serious? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no, there's, there's nothing. It's just something we don't see in Canada. And I thought I'd share it with uh, with my wife. And she's like, well, if you want to share it, you buy it or get out. That's what she said to you? <laughs> yeah. So this, uh, so Lynchburg was That's like- That's fucking, oh my God. So they're, so they're they, backwards as fuck. They were super friendly. Um, like, mm. um, and Nashville overall in, in Tennessee. Um, the whole- uh, southern um southern hospitality hospitality it was real they're like everyone was super friendly mm-hmm. until it got political and then and i avoid that at all costs right and all i wanted to do was take a photo of these fucking things that i found i would have just lied i would have said oh I'm, I'm i'm taking i'm sending to my wife ask her which shirt she wants i should have. i should have been quick you just you just fucking bullshit i don't know which one she wants i'm sending her the picture if she gets back to me whatever and then she just then you just ignore it. She's not. She's not answering well, me. I'm like, I, I, I well, I'll come man. back. The, this this woman was up in my face, and I panicked. And then she kicked you me out. You could take her. School. You've you've suffered it through worse. Matter. It's not the point. I just I was like, holy shit, I've got to get out. You can't out go here. anywhere without this me. This lady's <laughs> she's crazy. And you know, fuck, it's going to be like one of those movies where somehow she's got a, a radio that talks. We to were everybody in else Detroit, in the town, and you were telling me how to disarm an attacker. Which and this woman's yelling at you about taking a picture. You're like, I, I panicked. I didn't know what to do. Which I should like <laughs> remind everybody listening to this: don't, don't do, don't rush uh, anyone with a gun. I said that your chances are better, correct? Of survival, but I, I don't want my listeners aren't just, stupid, just, so they're going to take what you say the way you say it. So when you're like, if someone's within X amount, your chances are better to rush them to run away because run, running away. Or staying where you are, you're just increasing the range, giving them. You're trying to do. You you were very clear. Uh, you said decrease worried, the range. I'm worried that somebody will fucking try that, get shot, and then sue me. So don't. No, do that. nobody can sue you. You didn't say so and so. You should blah blah. 
you were saying a statistic, there's, there's no liable for statistics. You were statistically have a better chance of survival by, by closing the range between your assailant and yourself than to stay put or to give them more range. You probably have a better chance of survival if you turn and run in a zigzag pattern. Okay. Like a random zigzag. That's, that's your honest and sincere advice. You're talking to your child right now. You're, you're not telling them to close the gap. You're telling them to run in a zigzag pattern. Unless you're extremely confident you can disarm them once you've closed that right. gap. You're not just run up to them and stand in their face and exactly, kiss their forehead. That's like, right. <laughs> there's, there's more steps involved, right? So after the rush, you want to be extremely confident in your abilities to disarm them or be willing to be grazed or even shot um, and still overpower the person. Right. Um, that If you're going to choose to rush them. Because you said you, as soon as you see them go for it, run, and they're going to panic. Yeah. They're not going to be ready, so they're going to fire early yeah. and probably miss. So and now you've closed the, the range. Your, your better option after, I think, thinking about it more um, is turn around, run, but don't run in a straight line because you'll just get lined up and shot. Just make random sudden movements in different directions <laughs> and extend the distance because, believe it or not, it, it's not John Wick. It's really hard to shoot somebody with a pistol at, at probably more than 20 meters, right. especially for the average person. You, these people in Nashville that are going to Bass Pro to buy their pistols. Unless well, the, but the jeweled ones, them, right? Yeah. You might have one of those gems get stuck in your jeans when you're pulling right. it out. It just you catches. You get fucking gangrene or whatever from being bejeweled. I really wish you'd taken pictures of the, the different kinds of guns because you know, I don't see that shit. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen just like the... Um, my friend was telling me, my friend Ryan back home was telling me uh, that we, we're not allowed to go shoot guns here in Chicago. Like there's gun ranges everywhere, but we're not allowed because we're Canadian and, and Australian. Yep. Um, but they're like, but you're 25 minutes to Iowa or, or, or Idaho or Indiana or something like that. It's 25 minutes. We can go shoot guns there. No problem. Right. I didn't know that. Um, they said in Nashville, I could go shoot, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, well, you, but it was pretty liberal yeah. there. Um, yeah, that's the anyways, thing, so right? It's like, my, that was my Lynchburg experience, man. They were, they uh, yelled at you for, for taking pictures, trying to. They yelled at me for trying to take a picture of something. And I what happened afterwards? Was fucking ridiculous. She kicked me out of the store. She told you, to, she said, buy it or get out. And you're like, okay. And you just yeah, left? Yeah, well, I just left and just walked away. That was it. That's horrific, man. This shit happens. Like, uh, she didn't hurt my feelings. I just thought, Holy no, but fuck, like, like you were, you were like, how many people do you get coming through your small town that, that like, that you're going to yell at customers who are showing interest in what you have? But a lot of stickers and stuff, like I said, at the, in the window we're like you know get the fuck out of my state get the fuck out of my country um and when i say get the fuck out right. i actually said that i'm not just no i didn't i the no 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 dude That's i've seen what the sticker said i've seen this shit around like i've seen it in vegas and stuff like you get people who think that's the problem with um, I don't want to say like small communities have like a kindness where everyone knows each other. The problem is that they're not exposed to different stuff. It's like everyone in this tiny little area is the same. We all think the same, right? We all love this, like not love the same, but we all we all think the same. We all value the same. But uh, and you're like, yeah, but and then you look at TV and the guy that wears the, you know your guy's color a tie tells you that these people are bad. You're like, all right, you're the boss. You never lie. My guy never lies. So if he says this, that's the way it is. And, you know, you watch TV and the only Muslims exist are the ones that fly planes into things and cut people's heads off. It's like they're entire, like, do you know what you are to the people on the other side of the world? The ones that just fly over with drones and blow up buildings and kill their family. Like, I don't think like that. It drives me crazy that it's just the small place with no exposure to other things. And it's like, it's like, get the fuck out. It's like your country is about freedom. Yet 
you're like my way or the highway. And then as soon as the, the song plays, you cover your heart and you love it so much. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's hot, man. That's uh, I think it's insane to me. You know that you can't run for bit, president. That's it, a little bit heavy. Right. Did you know that you can't run for president if you're not born in, in America? Yeah, that was a big thing when uh, Obama ran. ran right. They, well, oh, he's, he's, he's not even he like, 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 oh, oh he's for not fuck American. Sakes. But the thing, like, what do you, like, what do you think of that? I, don't, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I think that, like. I think if you have citizenship. Yeah, you should have to be a citizen. But I'm like, yeah. if you, like, I think it's this whole, like, oh, well, if you come from somewhere else, you might not be for us. It's like the amount of people, like, you, you took the Canadian citizenship chest and you passed. Test? That's what I said. You said chest. No, I I was a little bit of hang time on the last one. Citizen How chest. How dare you? You come into my show <laughs> and you fucking correct me, make me look bad in front of my listeners. Yes, I took uh, the test. <laughs> but I'm saying that I don't know that I could pass that test. You've shown that you've taken the time to learn about the country. You've been tested on it and you've retained that knowledge, Mister. I forget everything. Ask me a month later. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I studied for three days. I will call you on that test. every fucking yeah. But and then I passed the test and now I forgot. Everything. So the point? No, you didn't. The point is, is that that someone who comes to your country, they show enough interest like i was just born here and you know i was born in canada i didn't leave well, look at arnold, i was born in america arnold schwarzenegger look right. at him he was he was uh mr universe he was not american yeah uh, he came over here to become became the biggest movie star of the time actor. yeah yep. became a huge movie star uh and then became the governor right of, married uh, married a kennedy California. married a kennedy they're they're you know they're loving uh, royal family presidential whatever. royalty yeah um you so that's there's a guy and that's, that's a guy from who, out of town and I mean showed interest and love in the country I like embraced it. If uh, if he ran, he probably would have had a huge following behind him. Of course, I I was talking to somebody the other day said so I think that was the beginning of the fucking gong show was like oh wouldn't it be funny if this guy who was like like Reagan Reagan was a TV star but not anywhere the extent of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's popularity like right. number one star's name put his name on something it's a fucking instant blockbuster. Arnie owned the nineties. No question. Um, so it was like, oh, the guy who was in action movies is going to be a fucking politician. Like the 90s are a great decade. They were it's absolutely incredible. We, but here's the thing. You and I are biased. I lived through. We're biased because that was when we were young adults and teenagers. The best time of anyone's life is their youth. Yeah. So it's going to be nostalgically yeah. good. But people before like that 80s, people before that 70s. The first decade of 2000, like we're worried about the fucking all the computers crashing at the year 2000. Yeah, but kids are going to um, love it because of the Marvel movies. Fucking and global financial crisis. We had September 11, uh, fucking war in Iraq, war in Afghanistan. 90s was uh, Kuwait, wasn't it? No, that was, uh, was, was Kuwait uh, still going on? 90s. I want to fact check. There's always going to be a, a war in each decade. That's what I'm saying. There's going to be something. The 70s was the, well, yeah, the tail I end mean, of the Cold look, War look or whatever, Vietnam. We finished with uh, Afghanistan and we pulled out. That's what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden. But they're still there. They're still it, over. No, fucking, no, but all of a sudden then Russia and Ukraine spark up. Yeah. Um, not more than, I don't know, probably what, 12, 12 to two years after. And now America's sending weapons. They're sending fucking. Um, weapons and soldiers to train their soldiers. Like it's a cash, it's a cash cow. Yeah, war is great for the economy, exactly. and it's they, and they a just big, make big business. So much money, and then they make all these alliances where mm-hmm. we're going to help you out. So you're going to give us free shit in the future. And I mean, that's what oh, we're selling you the weapons today that will accuse you of owning in 20 years and have a reason to right. come after you for it. well my neighbor is a ukrainian and um he was telling me that ukraine once upon a time had one of the world's if not the world's largest nuclear arsenal mm-hmm. of nuclear weapons um but then when everyone decided to take all their 
put nukes away mm. and denuke the world. Um, Ukraine, Which never really happened. Well, Ukraine gave up all theirs. A, a lot of countries. But they had them because it was a massive deterrent for Russia and other neighboring states that wanted to move in on Ukraine. Right. That they had that arsenal of weapons, not that anyone should ever use one of those weapons because it would be horrific. Well, what it does is, is there's a, there's there's a online petitions to like, you know, denuke the world because it's like you're destroying your own planet. It's it's not even like what it does is it so- It doesn't even have to be a nuke that destroys a city. This is where people get a little bit confused. You think that when you think nuclear weapons, it's, it's like um, what happened in Japan and you drop it on a city and it just destroys fucking everything in the city. Mm-hmm. Even a tactical nuclear weapon, which is a small bomb in the bottom of a- of a uh, fighter jet that, that is very precise at what it hits will set off a nuclear war if they drop that if they used it even if it's the smallest one that they have if you drop a nuclear weapon or fire a nuclear weapon like nuclear powered submarines don't have the most powerful nuclear missiles right um and i shouldn't i shouldn't confuse nuclear powered submarines with being nuclear missile submarines because i think that ballistic submarines have the nukes on board or the ability to carry nuclear weapons um but they're not particularly big compared to some of the weapons that have been tested by their capabilities aren't the same but you're saying it's it's introducing a nuclear weapon into they're they're not a weapon that's going you're going to drop on chicago and chicago is going to be no more right they're not the the small tactical weapons that affect a small area but the whole point is if you use one, then you've started nuclear holocaust across the world. Do you think so? Well, it's are you saying that basically it's like it's like a big fist fight and somebody pulls out a knife? You've you've upped someone pulls you've out a pistol, the, somebody yeah. pulls out a rifle, somebody right. pulls out a bazooka. So you've escalated from from one level you've leveled up what's going on and you yeah. think that it'll just it's just gonna And it would just blow out of proportion and be silly. Yeah. Um, just and, takes the leash off everything and they go crazy. Yeah, and and that's why they, I think there should be a, a total worldwide ban on the use of nuclear weapons. And, right. And just even the pure fact of owning them and having functional, that should be gone. Well, it was like mustard gas in World War One, right? The Geneva Convention. They stopped. Was it, it was a tr- the Geneva Convention, right? They Where they said no more, no more mustard gas because it was like it was like liquefying your organs, your vomit. Like it was just it was just a horrific way to kill, like like yeah, painful so, so, way to die so they're like it's not chemical and biological warfare um and then nuclear warfare right because it's a radio you're you're fucking up life three big ones that should never ever be used because like you said it's a fucking bring a knife to a gunfight as soon as one person uses one of these weapons yeah you've you've the next person's going to use it back on you and then that's it's going to spiral out yeah you never introduce a, a a more test for me it's it's i don't know like i'm sure lots of people think this but it's like it's so f- it's odd to me if you're going to do something as barbaric as war it's odd to me that there's rules in it that's the part that i don't get if i'm going to go into your country and murder your people which to me you've already broken rule number 1 of of human decency which is treat other people we treat i don't want you to come in and kill me and take my shit but we're gonna we're doing that. We've decided we're doing it. To, to turn around and be like, but we expect you to be gentlemanly enough to follow this set of rules while doing this horrific thing. Mm-hmm. That's the part that I just don't get. And they're like, oh well, we're gonna go to war, but we're not gonna use mustard gas and we're not gonna drop nuclear weapons and whatever. And it's like I would, think they're just gonna do whatever the fuck they want because you would end the world if you fucking did that. 
Right. That's what I'm saying. Is like it's like when you and I talked a couple weeks about the AI thing, and they're like, "Oh, can we design a bug that'll just..." Oh, we did. Oh, we designed twenty five thousand of them overnight, and it's like, why is no one thinking about? I mean, that's the thing. Like, we deserve to be gone. the The nuclear shit is the whole like, yeah. Let's not only does it does it do the damage you want to do right now, but we'll make sure that nothing can live or breathe or survive here for God right. knows it how long. It radiates the whole area, and then uh, even worse is the nuclear cloud gets blown around by the wind for thousands of miles. Yeah. So it's Chernobyl still insanely inhabitable, well, they, uh, uninhabitable, right? If you've watched the TV series Chernobyl, I have not. Um, Dude, what did you call it? God damn, you always have to pronounce it differently. Chernobyl. S H E R Y or whatever. Like Switzerland and Germany. If, uh, I may be quoting this wrong. People can weigh in in the comments and contact you know. at onemanpodcast.com if but you want to correct Ryan or myself. Yeah, but they were like, um, we're detecting a huge spike in radiation. What's going on at Chernobyl? And they were contacting the Russians while Chernobyl was actually melting down. This shit's been picked up in Switzerland, and their um, radiation detectors are going off saying something dangerous is going on. Like, that's nuts how far away that is. Yeah. I don't know if I know it's a nuclear meltdown or whatever, right? Like, yes. And the place is now irradiated for. Well, you can go and tour it. You can't go right up to the reactor. You can go close to it. The, you want to go? No. No, either do I. I don't want to fuck with that. With just the odds? Just the odds, yeah. There's like, places now where there's radiation that they're not even aware of, and they're like, oh, step were you near here? Step in the wrong spot, touch the wrong thing, pick up the wrong thing, you know, something irradiated, and then I've irradiated myself. I don't want that. And I can't see it. I can't smell it. Uh, right. I can't feel it. You know what I mean? Like, I, Yeah. I you, just, you just three weeks later, you have like a third testicle growing, and you're like, oh, isn't yeah, this and, great? And the doctor's like, oh, congratulations. You got 30 days to live. You know, yeah. That's fucked. Dude, like that, but isn't that, that is just a completely different point about how fucking weird human beings are. Like the the people who have this like invincibility complex, where it's like, oh, I'll go to I'll go to a place where people died and and had generations of fucking mutated children, the ones that that survived. And you're like, you're gonna just go there because you like. There's this notion that you know you it, can it's survive. A, it's safe it's now cool to go. Thing to do. Yeah, I went there. It's like. Anyway, this is super dark and deep. Let's pivot, but on the same uh, thing as things being fucking How do we get here? nuclear. How do um, we get here on this? Oh, fuck. Because we, we were talking about it. Was, guns, it started with the, the Trump, nuclear Red thing. Red States, um, Lynchburg. Well, I was saying how I didn't like the covering your, your fucking heart. You don't expose yourself to other stuff and then- and then, oh, get out of my country and this and that, whatever. I don't know. I, I, I think I brought pivot. us there with the whole- Let me pivot on nuclear. Yeah, Something yeah. that's nuclear in Nashville is their food. If you get their their big thing is hot chicken. Now, to put this in perspective, well, when you say no, you weren't serious nuclear. It's just a very when the, when they say hot, they're talking like burn your asshole more than whatever, like ghost pepper, more than ghost pepper. Carolina if Reaper kind of ghost pepper. Like ghost peppers are nowadays. Ghost pepper might have might have might have been impressive fifteen years ago. Sure. They fucked with Carolina Reapers now. And those are like the super hot ones, and the guy who makes those is is crossbreeding them with even hotter shit. Yeah. yeah so they're um they're hot chicken, mm-hmm. um chicken tenders, chicken burgers, fried chicken, whatever. Um, they're hot. It is just like nuclear hot. I wouldn't. I couldn't. 
Okay, you don't do taste it. anything. It's just fire in your face. You it just, hurts. Yeah, yeah, it just hurts. You just go red. You start sweating. You can't taste anything. You can't smell anything. Um, then How bad got, did you get it? Then you've got the shit on your hands. You go to the bathroom. You touch yourself. Then that's fucking on fire. It, it's nuts, man. Don't don't go to that level. So I, I would suggest sticking to mild or below. If if you th- want, if you're used, if you to, if you want hot and you want to taste you, it, yeah. If you're used to hot food around mm. the world and you're like, yeah, I can eat hot food. Go mild. Um, go mild. Um, if you're suicidal, um, get there hot. A lot of them have warnings. And when I ordered my hot food, the, the dude was like, are you sure that you want the hot and not the mild? And did you back down because and she told you to get out of her store? I, <laughs> no, no, I hesitated at him and I was like, you know what? G- give me the, give medium? Me the minimum amount that's hot and I'll-, I'll That'll be my, like, I'll go from there. And, okay. And he brought out uh, three chicken tenders that were hot. And I ate one bite of one. And I was like, no, thank you. That's, Did uh, he offer that's you to me, taste yeah. it? No. Yeah, oh, that was just like, that was his buy. minimum, minimum hot. Yeah. And and the minimum was too intense. Yeah. Ha- so did you No, the minimum wasn't too intense. The you hot, said you took one bite. The hot was too intense. But you said three tenders with the hot? It was three tenders and they were all covered in the in their hot Nashville version of hot. Fair. I miss I maybe misunderstood what you said about how like like he's like you're like give me hot and he's like are you sure and you're like give me the minimum amount. So he gave yeah. you a light light dressing no, no. When of I the said hot. The minimum amount I meant the minimum amount of chicken. Oh, uh, okay. Give me the the fewest tenders the, exactly. with your crazy shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought he pulled back the sauce intensity. No. To, okay. No, I, see, I see. I see. Um. Anyway, it, it nearly blew my fucking taste buds away. And was that your first Nashville chicken experience, yeah. or did you? Okay. It was. Did you try? Like you took uh, one bite, it was too much. Did you order something different? The, yeah. The next day, I went back and I, I stepped back down to mild. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was hot. Like I was like, "Woo, this has got some heat. This is hot." Like, I'm but gonna, it was tolerable. I'm going to feel this when I shit out the next day. Like it's, it's going to be a ring stinger. This one, ring stinger. <laughs> yeah. The line. So, I'm writing that down. Talking about ring stingers. <laughs> so that was. Uh, That's that, a show note right there. So their mild was my hot, my ring sting. I was like, Jesus, um, that this is, I would go underneath this if I was to order it again. But it was good. It was tasty. Did mild you tr- was tasty. Did you ask around, like, what's the Nashville chicken sandwich place? Yes. And that and this is the place? Ask me what it is, and I don't know the name of it. No, no. No, that's fine. I, I mean, I can, I, I, I'm sure someday I can be like, hey, was this the name of the it's place? A, it's on Broadway. I want to say, fuck. I want to say Cardi B's, but I think that's wrong. But it you, sounds like something you brought up. Cardi B is a is a yeah singer. That, that's why I sort of have the association in my but mind. But it sounds like that maybe. Yeah, it sounds like that. Maybe. Now is this the place that you got this hot thing yes. from? And then you went back and got mild, and it yes. was still hot. And there's a huge queue to get into this place. Yeah, that's a lineup for anyone who's never heard queue before. Yes, thank you. No, um, no, not on not on you. Hugely, I just I remember I, I was very old before I heard that. Popular. Um, Anyway. And this, the, do they do it with the the mayo and the pickles on the sandwich too, as well as the hot? Uh, there was no mayonnaise. There was pickle. There was pickle. Okay. Yeah. I know a lot of there places. There's nothing to maybe, cool maybe there is no your mayo. mouth down, really. And then they they were like, "What drink do you want? You know, this is our beer selection, and this is our spirit selection." Yeah. Now, and, and they give you a glass of water, which is nice, but there's nothing to cool down the heat. Expensive. Now these are sandwiches, or you just did Nashville chicken tenders. The chicken tenders were were reasonably sized, probably six inch tenders, maybe eight inch tenders, three of them. So, mm-hmm. so they were reasonably sized. What'd that run you? 
Um, that was about twenty five bucks. Twenty five bucks for three six inch. Yeah, tenders. but you get sides and shit as well. Like okay, you, these like are combos. Saying, you're not you're not you ordering get just the, the mac and cheese and the beans. Um, eat in restaurant and the no or both. It's eating and takeaway. I okay. did, did takeaway. Um, if I'm spending that much, I'm sitting down. I want to like I want the experience. Like I can't be like throw three tenders and some fries in a bag and I'll walk back and uh, eat look, it. I've got to say like Broadway, bucks. Broadway is loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, even walking down the street, most of the time the street is actually closed for concerts and events, and just because there's too much public. Okay. So the police get out there, shut down the whole road, um, and then it's just a giant footpath. This is obviously the road outside all of the bars, and the music is still too loud. When I'm walking past it, I'm like. If I was inside that place, it would just blast my eardrums, and I don't understand how people do it. But they do. Maybe they go in there with earplugs in. I don't know. Maybe that's a maybe that's a pissing contest kind of thing. Like if there's restaurants and bars everywhere, and people are playing music everywhere, maybe it's trying to be loud. Like I want my music to be over the other people's music. The bar could be the bar being like, "We want you to come to our joint because it's the the biggest, loudest. This is our guy. We want you to hear our guy." From down the street. Well, what I was remember. impressed with, though, is the soundproofing between the buildings and between the floors. Very, oh, yeah. very good. They're normally three-story buildings. Each story will have a different band playing, and you can't hear the band below unless you're in the staircase. Did- so the soundproofing is amazing. But because they all have open doors and open windows, it blasts the noise straight out into the main street, and it's super loud. Gotcha. So when you say, I would eat in for $25. Yeah. If- you weren't enjoying the music, it would not. Be- so every restaurant's got a bar or a band, no matter what kind of thing. Yeah, that's like what you're it not, felt, you're not, you're never just like. a restaurant. You're the restaurant bar. That's what it band. felt like. Or okay, something or something's playing loud. So this place that you went to had a band. Uh, no, they had loud music playing. Oh, but, I see, I see. But it's not it, a band. It's it was just, just something music. coming out of the speakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all the places around it had bands. So there was such a mash of music, you didn't know what the fuck to listen to. It's just sensory overload yeah, kind of thing. I was just like, this is not fun. It's like standing in the mall and every store's music's pouring out. And you're like, I just want to get out of here. The um, So you brought it in. You had one bite, too hot of this place and that was it you didn't you didn't go back and never had another bite the next day cooled off went down to the hotel oh sorry the shittiest hotel in the world we're like hey you guys got any uh, sour cream somewhere where i can fucking cool this off no i actually went back to the hotel got on uber and ordered a cold salad did you cucumbers you should have chopped up the thing mixed it all in but i was gonna say so you went back to the same place the next day and ordered ordered mild mild yeah and it was fine and it was great yeah Oh, that's, like that's it was hot cool. it was hot yeah yeah, yeah. It was, it but it was really it was more what you were looking for the first time um and then the the next day uh casey flew in mm-hmm. um and he wanted to go out for dinner and drinks so i did that with him and we went to one of these bars on broadway remember i said how fucking loud they were right we went to the second floor because it was where a seat was available mm-hmm. and we were probably as far away from the band as we could be and if we wanted to talk to each other, you would think two dudes were making out at the bar because we had to lean right in, yeah. cuddle each other and whisper sweet, sweet whispers into each other's ears. So, well, and, and I assume you're screaming we in each other's faces. Like, so that's actually something I, I wrote down and I never got to. I didn't really look at my notes much this week. Um, <laughs> we were next to the stage, as I mentioned. It was the entrance of the garden. Um, the band, or the band, the stage guys 
were playing music when we first got on the site in the morning. So they weren't, they weren't pl- like, I apologize. They weren't performing music. They it's were like hitting play on a computer, okay. playing like a Spotify, you know, they're playing music. It was so loud. Nobody's on site. Will and I showed up the earliest. These guys were just getting sound stuff. We're, we're screaming at each other two feet away from each other. It's so loud. We keep looking back like, guys, you fucking turn it. And during the day, the music was so loud. Like you had to scream and yell all day. And it sucks because it wasn't like, let's get out of here. This we can't talk. That's our activation site. So we're yelling and screaming all day over this music. Yeah. Um, and I did want to throw one more thing out because I don't know where I'll throw it back in. Then we go back to you is um, there was a bunch of like local musicians and stuff, um, talented, but they were all doing like covers and stuff. One of them was like, you know, they and one of them got creative where it was like playing one song's music, but then singing another song's lyrics and showing that, oh, look, this song's lyrics work with this background music, whatever. It's fine. Like, um, it, it was good. But then this one woman went on stage and she played a few songs, didn't really have me. Um, nothing wrong with them. It just was just, you know, it was music. I didn't know these songs. A lot of these people were playing country music songs I'd never heard of before. And then some that I had. Um, but then at one point she's like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna play my next song. It's, uh, this one's called Take It Out On You. And she started singing the song, um, very Nora Jones-ish vibe. Um, if you don't know Nora Jones, fine, but she's an insanely successful musician. Um, and the song was super sweet, jazzy, sweet. The lyrics had me right away to the point where I stopped what I was doing, looked up and I was like, you know, and then I immediately Googled like, take it out on you looking like listening to the lyrics and trying to find the song or whatever. And then I found the song hit play. Uh, and there was like one or two of them. I didn't, I was like, now nah, it doesn't sound like that. Then this other one by Maddie Poppy. Um, and I was like, listen to that. And I was like, oh, it's the same lyrics. It even sounds like this chick to the point where I, I, I stopped. They didn't need me. I walked away from the, the site across through all the crowd to the big sign that had all the names of the artists that were playing. And it was Maddie Poppy playing. So this was, she was one of the few bands if if not the only one that was playing their own music like was their own artist or whatever listened to it, i was like yeah and I, I added the song to my library and actually made it that i'm gonna play that as the outro song this week okay um but uh just a little shout out to maddie poppy um they were really she and her band were really really good they played original music and even though it was loud um you could hear yourself think over over her music versus the other people just way too fucking loud do another stuff. Sorry for the the distraction, but yeah, that I I I feel you on the so loud you're screaming at each other a foot apart, and that was the stage we were. I think next you to. get to an age in life where you're like, this is no longer enjoyable, and I just want you to shut the fuck up so I can talk to my friends. Yeah, I, I think we were talking about it. I don't know. I don't know if it was a podcast or, or whatever. Podcast, but it was like now it's more fun to go to a house with all your friends and enjoy mm-hmm. drinks. Um, we can actually or, talk about fucking shit or just a pub that's um, not doing live music. Like yeah. some people think that, Oh, this is a pleasant surprise that they're playing loud music. I'm like, Oh, that just ruined everything I was going for. Now I can't talk to you and have a beer. I'm, I'm paying too much to listen to music. That's too loud. That's it. That's what, that's what pisses me off is I have to go and, and pay, you know, 12 to 15 bucks a drink when I could go to the LCBO and buy my $20 bottle of wine and I'm done yeah. for the night. I've just got to go to my friend's house and have a great time. This was my night out this month. And now instead of being able to hang out with my buddy who got finally, you know, our schedule's length is no, now we're just listening to someone do a cover of a song I've heard a million times, not as good and way too loud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so you guys went to dinner so at this Casey, place? Casey came out. Um, he took me out for, for dinner and drinks. Uh, Did first, you put out afterwards? First of all, 
doesn't every good bitch. Um, ah, I love it. I thought you weren't listening. I like. <laughs> uh, first of all, we went to a place called Tootsie's. Tootsie's is actually really famous in Nashville because lots and lots of really big country music singers that were up and coming okay. have played there. Um, Tootsie's means either toes or like dainty women. Yeah. It's, well, there's a painting of a woman, so maybe dainty woman. Okay. You know Tootsie's, you'll know it when you see it because it's like a lilac color. Okay. And it's like that because they fucked up the color code when they painted it. And I'm talking like fucking 100 years ago whenever they painted it. And then they were like, well, that's now our thing. So they were kept, the lilac place. We kept they kept it the, the same the same color. Um and it's called Tootsies. It's three floors high and it was a great place. Uh had a had a good time there. Don't really like a lot of people, but um it was good drinks, uh good music. Uh, I think all the musicians in all the bars were really good. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't like country music and I don't know country music, um they all had Good sound, good vibe, good beats. It was really enjoyable. Um, Tootsie's was next to the Ryman, which I mentioned earlier, the Ryman Theater. Every artist wants to go and play at the Ryman because it has the second best acoustics, apparently, in the US. Um, And a lot of really big names have played there. And while we were standing in Tootsie's talking about the Ryman, Casey just drops a bombshell on him. He's like, oh, yeah, Ed Sheeran's playing there tonight. I was standing there fucking looking at the entrance door and I was like, man, why didn't you tell tell me that like a couple of hours ago we could have A, contacted Ed's team and been like, can we have some free tickets? Or B, just gone to the door and tried to fucking talk our way in. Right. Um, of all the places I'd like to hear Ed Sheeran play, that for me would have been the place. So bringing up the second best acoustics, did you by chance figure out where the first best acoustics are? No. Okay. Just- mostly because everyone's lack, like this is the of, nancy kerrigan of uh of acoustic caring. places yeah um do you know who nancy kerrigan is no the uh the the figure skater who had her knees bashed in oh, by the pipe whatever I remember that story. and then she she it was like a you know she came back wasn't and that, won silver not not that, that so whenever someone's like number two it's like ah the nancy kerrigan of uh you know wasn't worked her way back competition that did that or Ta- tanya that? harding there's uh There's Margot a- Robbie played her in the movie I Tanya. That's why I think so I Tanya, yeah, Tanya Harding, you know, had her like then boyfriend bash Nancy Kerrigan's legs with like a fucking crowbar or whatever. You know, and then she, you know, why? Well, all the videos online of her like sitting in the hallway, everyone, why, why? She says, keeps saying, <laughs> and then, and then, but she, she recovered, came back, and won the silver medal. So that's why the, you know, a, a popular second place reference is Nancy Kerrigan. I wouldn't say the Ryman is is second place though. No, it? but you said it's the second best acoustics, so yeah, it's the Nancy but, Kerrigan of theaters. But as a place, it, it's pretty fucking good. If sure. You, if you're in Nashville, hey, dude, silver medal is pretty fucking good. If you're in Nashville, <laughs> go to the Ryman. Do either do the I did a tour, backstage tour, um, that was great. Um, but go to the Ryman, and if there's a big headliner playing that yeah. night or on the weekend, try and get tickets. It'll be great. Okay. Um, so we went to Tootsie's. So you went. Casey, and you ha- what did you have for dinner? Casey told me about that. Oh, for dinner was uh, more chicken. Okay. Uh, but this time it was a chicken sandwich, uh, mild. Right. Mild hot chicken sandwich. Um, this was his pick, right? It came with fries, uh, coleslaw, mac and cheese, and green beans that had been fried up in bacon juice. They were right. delicious. Were they like shredded? They were shredded. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. They were, they were great. Um, so that was dinner. Um, we left Tootsie's and went to a place called Old Red. 
Mm-hmm. Or Oli Red. I don't know. O-L-E, Red. All Red. Ye All Red. Ye All Red. Um, the live music there was great too. The I don't know who the, the headliner was. Obviously, he's not a, a megastar or anything, but the music was, was pretty fucking good. And we hit some drinks there and had one too many. Mm. We got to the point at the end of the night where Casey said to me, he was like, should we have one more drink or should we go? And I was like, it's up to you, man. It's your night. What do you want to do? And he's like, let's get one more drink. So we did that, of course, um, which turned out to be too many drinks. Uh, I haven't, as an, a fucking 40-year-old adult, thrown up in a long time. You puked? I went oh, to bed. Oh, my God. I, yeah, it was way too loud. I went to bed to my fucking zero-star comfort in hotel. It's quite a demoralizing fucking place to be sick as well. Uh, and for some reason, I was just laying there and I couldn't go to sleep. My body was like, you need to get up and go puke, go to the toilet. And I thought, yeah. I've already pissed. Like, I just want to go to sleep. I've drunk heaps of water. I've done all the right things that I normally do not to have a hangover because the activation's the next day. Um, and as soon as I walked- Load in and activation's the next load day? Load in and activation. Yeah. yeah. And then as soon as I walked into the bathroom, I had that that feeling where it's coming up and I just like projectiled across the room. And uh, lucky with my great aim, my 40 years of experience, it all landed in the bowl. Oh, that's great. But yeah, uh, blue chunks that day. It was fucked. How many drinks do you think you had? Um, eight to 10. Dude, I can't get you to have one drink. I know. On this tour. I'm trying to so impress the just- boss. Yeah, the uh, yeah, uh, like two or three times. So Ryan and I, the little little silent pauses too. Is I'm looking. Uh, we're sitting in my room in, in Chicago, a bit of a corner. You see that guy? No shirt. I can't tell if it's a woman or or, or a guy. It's a guy. It's a guy. Okay. So basically, someone like walked past the window across the way, just completely topless. And so, just as a dark room, and then a white figure walking by caught my attention. Ryan must have caught onto that too, because he's like turns around. What are you looking at? And then, uh, yeah, and then they walked back, and it was a guy, not a chick. Um, I mean, what horrific non-gentleman miscreant would stare at somebody through a window? Anyways, I wasn't staring, because every time they walked by, they moved. Every hotel my attention. I'm at, I look at other hotel windows, because I'm like, what if someone's naked? Yeah, well, that's why I was masturbating in my bed in front of the window. Make sure I pulled my, in. I want them to look in and be like, to see it. be like, I don't can't really tell what that is. It looks like a a bubble beanbag chair, but it's jerking itself <laughs> off. Like I don't get, um, you so you, tra- you had eight to 10 drinks and you had beers. No, did you were, mix around everything. You no, were fucking around were, everything. Um, there were mules, but okay. they all had different fucking names. Cause every pub had a different name. Yeah. They all renamed them, but it's basically a vodka, ginger ale, ice, ginger beer, buddy, so ginger, ginger beer, ginger baby, beer. very different ginger ale, ginger beer, if you're if you're planning on on sipping a can of one of those, that's going to be a very different surprise. That's going to be your hot and mild difference right there. Ginger ale, mild ginger flavored ginger beer. <laughs> well, it was great. The drinks were great, uh, and they were going down way too easy. I think it was Nashville was really hot and humid. Yeah, so we were dehydrated um, and thirsty. And this so is at night too. Even drank. at night, it was still crazy. Yeah, and you're packed in there with like hundreds of people, um, so you get hot. Every, everything's hot in there. Um, and then the next day after I fucking went back to sleep was load in and activate and mm. I was hung over as fuck. I was definitely in that situation that I'm sure everyone's been in where you're just pushing down pills to be like, I want this headache to go away. I want to stop feeling sick. I've got work You should have taken me up on those Excedrins I offered you before you left. I probably should have, but I didn't. Did you um, use any of those liquid IVs I gave you? 
the the hydration sticks with the I, powder? Did I had you... already drunk all of those before we went out. Really? Yep. Wow. Because Nashville was really hot and humid. Um, so I was using those hydration sticks every day. Did you make a Costco trip or rent a car or anything like that while you were there? I did, but I didn't get the hydration sticks. I did rent the car. Um Went to Costco, did my run. Well, it was not eventful like yours. So I just went in. Yeah, I grabbed what you needed left. Four items and got out of there. And How did you pay for it? You don't have a minutes. Costco visa or anything like that. How did you my, make it happen? My debit card. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But now I, I've written down the pin on the back of the card, so I remember it. Oh, that's good. I'm sure that won't hurt you should you lose that card with the pin written on it uh, now. <laughs> I, I'm sure I can cancel the card. Yeah, the loading and activation for me went went spectacular. I've got to say this is probably the best one that I have done. Um, the crew that turned up were were really smart. Okay. And once I showed them what to do, especially putting the tent together, it comes together in three pieces, like raising a barn. So I showed them how to connect the first half, and then I had to walk away to get in the back of the truck to get some shit. And I looked back and, and they, they were just were, doing it. They were raising the second half and they put it together. And I was like, fucking look at these guys. So, you know, we've done all these activations. Not one team have figured it out how yeah. to do it by themselves. In fact, uh, this team is so good. We asked them if they wanted to come to Chicago. We weren't going to pay for their travel, but if they wanted to come to Chicago, we would pay them and give them extra money to come here. And I think two of them are taking us up on that offer because, um, yeah, they were just so good. Uh, and the activation, same problems with you. We, uh, everyone underestimates our power situation. Yeah. Were your breakers and shit kicking off constantly? Yeah. So we needed nine 15 amp circuits. So you, you needed nine, eight twenties and one fifteen, preferably, which is what we're learning. Preferably eight twenties. But, um, if we don't have eight twenties, we can do the eight fifteens, but they, they'll normally pop. Yeah. Because as soon as you turn them on, like this is what we were learning from the other ones is the guy was saying like the spider boxes, the, the problem is getting, this is just gonna be math, but effectively we're running fryers. Each fryer is 16 amps. And in order to turn it onto its top, temperature it's it, going to draw actually, the full 16 it's 13 to 16 right so but if, it'll spike if, to 16 if they don't kick in yeah if they don't use their max power which is what they do when they heat up yeah when you're trying to turn to it on it's going to fucking do it especially it's, if you're doing it on all the fryers at once like you can't 16 and then it settles settles down to 13 once it's hot but we don't have time to heat them up one at a fucking time right and also i think that we're, what we're going to try next time is we, we were running ours at 80 percent the whole time just hoping that it never kicked over that that threshold but we'd had ones that would kick off all the time um yeah, it's it's just they so need. We, they gave us um, lamp posts to plug into, and at the bottom of a lamp post was four outlets. Mm -hmm. And now this is this is the fault of the the chick that was running the stadium. It's her job to to manage operations. I think mm -hmm. she had come out, seen the outlets, uncovered them counted them one two three four she's proud of her job and she's like yep there's four 15 amp outlets on <laughs> on this post uh -huh. that's not how it works not it's, at all those four can only max out at 15 correct amps and not each guys there's 15 amps shared amongst the four yes um so anyway she uh she gave us access to like three lamp posts 
we didn't have enough cabling, so we had to go to Home Depot slash Lowe's. Because and- USPS never showed up with your extension exactly. cords. Exactly. Yep. Uh, and and we ended up running um, power cables all over the fucking place. Like It, it was like... Um, and did you have easy access like in and out of the stadium well. area if you needed to leave? Uh, no. No, not at all. Because of all these armed fucking traffic cops that were standing around screaming at people to get off the fucking road or don't turn down the road or you're not allowed to go in that car park and getting super aggressive and you just you got to be aggressive back sometimes and be like dude i work here that's my tent i need to get to it get out of my way yeah and like, i would oh, have a hard time doing that with someone with a weapon on there i need to talk to somebody let me get on the radio and then while he does that you just drive through <laughs> and then and they start firing blindly behind you? Well, he can't. He can't do that. When we were listening to the guy like chirping people that were walking on the road and he was like, get the fuck off the road. All the traffic's got to get through y'all. And he was getting really angry with them. And we, as a joke, we asked the staff, we were like, what if somebody just said, no, fuck off. I'm going to walk on the road. What yeah. are you going to do about it? And the staff were pretty straightforward. They're like, even though he's got a gun, he, he can't do anything because he can't touch them or he'll lose his job. He can't pull the gun because everyone's got a fucking gun so they're all going to pull it on him like he was just being a grumpy old fuck really right right so that that was the the whole story about that we were just laughing at the guy for for fucking the 90 minutes that he was screaming at people right and people don't listen they got their heads jammed down on their phones while they're fucking typing away on social media oh i'm at the ed sheeran concert right so how did how did yours go because you like i got to load in one day when there's no general public we parked the truck off site and the next day when we came back we we're in a car you're having one of those days where you got to bring the truck in um you sound like you had a good team so my guess was you didn't have any like oh we're running behind we need to get the truck out of here because it's we, time to activate we ended up being two hours ahead of time okay and we were excited we were like holy fuck we're going to get this activation up and running on time, uh, not only on time, but we're going to have all our food pre-prepared in the warmer, staying hot, um, to catch all those people coming in right at the beginning. And yeah. then as soon as we fired everything up, um, then- The power issues? Then the cooks were like, my fryer was working. I got like one cook done and now it's not working. Right, And right. then we'd follow the cable, find the power pole that was blown up, hit the reset switch. It didn't work. Um, GFC yep. reset button. Yep. And uh, then we called the electrician and he finally came out and he was like, oh no, no, it, it's 15 amp <laughs> or four. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, by the way, like every second lamppost is one circuit. So like so when they gave you three, they gave you one and a half. They basically gave us two circuits. Right. Out of the nine that we needed. I wanted to ask you, and I just remembered now, is because in Detroit was when we finally made the switches to the trucks and how things got loaded in, um, I didn't, didn't, uh, know how it went for you unloading it with the new method. Was it faster not having to take the crate off the truck? Did yeah. that save you time? It did save time. We, um, we unloaded the crate from inside the truck. The crate is full of the, all the tent poles. If people yeah. are wondering, um, and everything else we can jam in the dead space. It's a little inside baseball guys, but think just, you know, uh, realistically it'd be like parking your car in the garage and you need to get something bigger than your car out. So you're constantly moving the car out only instead of driving the car out onto the, the driveway and onto the street, nice and easy, your car is somehow parked up in the air and you need to pull your car off of, you know, like it's, it's just, it's one of those things where we had this thing, uh, these, these crates in the back of the truck that we, we had to move because our, Barrels. It's a little inside baseball, so it's more me just asking Ryan how it went, so that you know 
You don't if have it to helped. explain it. It doesn't make but, sense. But at the end of the day, maybe. guys, it was a big adjustment that we made probably a week or two later than we should have. Um, but, but it was like, okay, this is going to make life easier because we lose a lot of time trying to get this thing out of the way so we can pull the shit out of the back. And the adjustment we made in Detroit was we put the big thing in the absolute back. So we never have to take it off. We just pull all the shit off of it on the truck, uh, and then put the barrels and all the other stuff in front of it. So we're not moving it around and it seemed to have worked. We loaded my truck up like that. So next, next week, this week, you know, we should have an easier time getting them both emptied faster, not having to take that thing off at all not even really unstrapping it yep um i'm pretty sure my strap broke during my drive here because i could hear it bounce around from about the halfway point so yeah. i'll be surprised to see what's broken in the back of the truck when we unload it yeah there's always but something there's time to time to fix it um so yeah uh, apart from the power situation we solved that by um getting a united rentals generator Okay. Or now on Google, all the United Rentals were closed. How do you solve this in one day? Because you're only one day exactly. activation, right? So this is this is the spoiler. Yeah. Um, when you're traveling with an artist like Ed Sheeran, United Rentals give him a a person that goes on tour with him. Okay. And his sole purpose is to access all the United Rentals across the U.S., even if they're closed, to get shit. Okay. That's his job. Now, how did you? access him because so, he's not part of your so that, tour that stadium manager chick that fucked up the power situation right that she was out she got she's the okay. operations girl so we rang her uh and she was like oh i think there's a united rentals person with the tour let me talk to him and then we got on a three-way conversation um and then he said i've got a generator on the way took the generator about three and a half hours to turn up to get through traffic um which was really long what time did it show up late well like we were already serving food it probably turned up at 6 or 7 p.m all right and how late did you guys activate we activated at 3 30 i think we or maybe even four no but i mean how late did you go so if it goes it shows up at 7 p.m like oh, are you guys we, still cooking we at, out of there at eight or nine because we, we didn't have to load out until the next day we kept the fryers running hot until 10 30 p.m so you guys had a long ass day yeah and um that's crazy we i mean it was easy because we rotated brakes well and once we had the generator in place we had more than enough power for everything okay so we just ramped up production and then to really speed things up and and catch up with our target metrics that we have to meet we would fill a tray of food and instead of waiting for people to come to us um we would send that tray into the crowd of people and just be like here's free food yeah take it yeah. And you had a bit different demographic because you guys were just concert goers. We had the people that were there for the the, the cars. Yep. And so it was just an all day surplus of people. We didn't do the exit sampling, but did you we were still eight. We were 12 to 12. No, not even close, man. Not no, we close. didn't run out of food either. We have so many leftover boxes. There's so many things that we've unpacked and then repacked on these trucks that we're just never going to use for the whole tour. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's cool. And then your next day was your loadout. Next day was loadout. Loadout went fine. It went so well that, like I said, we asked people to come to Chicago. Um, was it a long day? No, it was a short day because it was so quick. How how long? They knew what was going on. Um, I think we were scheduled to get out by 4 p.m. Uh-huh. And Casey and I had a show to get to by 5 p.m. You had so, a show to get to? Yeah. What did you guys buy tickets so for? We, uh, oh, that's the one you told me about. Yeah, so yeah. We, uh, we got to, I think we got out of there at 2 p.m. Okay. What time did you start? Two hours earlier. Um, nine. Oh, that's pretty good. We started. We started at uh, seven o'clock. I was done by eleven thirty. Yeah, 
That's pretty good too. Yeah. Like it's nice to have the end of the day to yourself. Right. Um, so then the show. Um, we went to a place called the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. Very famous. Very famous. Um, Bill Burr filmed a special been there. Running for, I think, 88 years. Every Saturday, live stream show nonstop. Um, it does operate every night, almost every night. But the the main show, mm-hmm. the Saturday night show, um, has been running nonstop, even through COVID, with empty crowds. Um, so you're saying every Saturday they live stream it? Well, I think it's live every night they operate. Actually, they might have operated every night. When we say live, uh, I mean live music means like a person playing. But I mean, like when you said no, live no. stream, when, yeah. When I say live stream, I should say live broadcast. It's a radio and TV show. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, okay. So we weren't on the night where the TV cameras were there, but we were on the night where they were on air because there's big flashing signs on air. Okay. Uh, and you're just a member of the crowd, basically. You're that background noise that you hear on these shows. And uh, Casey and I booked the VIP experience mm-hmm. at the Grand Old Opry. Opry? Opry? Opry is what I've Opry. heard said. Yeah, I don't know Grand if it's correct. Opry. O-P-R-Y, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, so there's a difference between getting on their website and reading their VIP experience mm-hmm. and then getting on something like TripAdvisor uh-huh. or Viator yeah. um, and, and buying the VIP experience through them. And the difference is substantial. So okay. on their website, it says that you'll go backstage, you'll be on the stage for the curtain rising. Mm-hmm. Um and then you'll sit there for the first half of the show on stage with the performers. That's the VIP experience. Plus, this is on the Opry's website, not a third-party yes, website. Okay. Um, plus, you have access to this um, circle room, which is their like VIP lounge, which has free food and free alcohol. Like the green room? Um, yeah, sure. And it says on the website you get two free drinks, but when we turned up, it, they said unlimited free drinks. Okay. So Casey and I definitely took advantage of that. How much? Um, the drinks. No, no. How much inside. was this whole VIP experience? The whole VIP experience for two people was a little over 500 US dollars. Now- Did it go on the company card? If I- Don't make me choke you with this fucking mic. No. You guys paid each. We had to pay each, yeah. So I 250 hoping, a piece. I was really hoping Casey would have such a good time that he, he said- Let's do this as a corporate expense, mm-hmm. but he didn't um, because we, we didn't <laughs> we didn't get that curtain rise backstage experience that we we wanted to look around, go to the dressing rooms, and fucking meet the stars and all that before uh, before the show. And then you're saying you honest. didn't get that experience, but that's no, what they no. said you were going to get on their website. So when we tried to book it through their website, the, it would crash flat out. Interesting. Like you'd get to the per- the purchase part and it was it'd just be a spinning circle on the screen wouldn't go away. I rang them uh-huh. on the phone to get a quote. Um they quoted me something like $1350, which was double what their website said it was uh-huh. for two people. Um and I told them that kind of American thing to the not like, my not, problem. not my problem. So um, they say, well, this is what it is. Like they no 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 like, addressing you, the what you, you just said. Yeah, they're like, if you want to book on the phone, mm-hmm. this is the price. That's that's basically what she told me. What the um, fuck? So that was frustrating. So then I went over. I jumped over um, to Viator to Viator and TripAdvisor. They um, TripAdvisor actually redirected me to Viator. So mm-hmm. they must all be linked. Um, and I clicked on VIP experience. 
And it was the price that the Grand Ole Opry website said, which was a little bit over $500 for two people. Um, and I purchased those tickets thinking that we were going to go backstage. Right. And then when I went there to pick up the tickets, they were like, oh, no, you just get lounge access and a seat on the like in the good seats. And that was it. So total ripoff. If I'm, I'm going to suggest if anybody does it, um, don't do the VIP part of it. Just just buy a ticket, see a show. And I would also recommend if you're going to go there, only go to the show if there's headliners there because we didn't have any big name country singers. Um, you enjoyed who you saw though? Yeah. So the out of the people we saw, two of them were Canadian. Um, Tennille Arts. Never heard of him. Um, or her. Her. Um, <laughs> so she, uh, she has a, a song – um, jealous of myself, it's called. Okay, sounds like something Kanye West would say. Um, a country singer. She's from Saskatchewan, from Weeburn, Saskatchewan, um, and she does a duet with Leanne Rhymes. Uh, I think I wrote rims. Leanne Rimsy. Leanne can rim my ass. Um, Interesting. Leanne Rhymes. Was she? She does a duet, or she was doing a duet with Leanne Rhymes in this song. Um, I guess the the fucking music video or whatever she does. I see. But present her. the night that you're in the audience, no, no Leanne Rhymes. No Leanne Rhymes. Okay. No. Um, I wish she was there, but she wasn't. Um, Tennille was very pretty, and she sang really well. Uh, she got emotional on two out of her four songs that she sang, like the girls in tears on stage on a live radio broadcast. Very emotional girl. Um. Like crying or just in tears, what? But maintaining composure, shy Ma- of crying, maintaining composure, but like sniffly and like. What was the song about? Just like wiping her eyes a little bit and stuff like that. It's called "Jealous of Myself." What was it about? Being jealous of herself, being like like looking at herself in the mirror about how successful she's become, but still being jealous of herself because of coming from nothing. Uh, so that's. I'm not, and then crying I'm not great while performing. Music, that's I'm not great. Um, who else? The the other dude, uh, Stephen Lee Olson. Um, he is Canadian as well, and he I think he at the moment has the biggest Canadian country song on radio in Canada at the moment. Okay. It's played like every seventh song or something. And after he played, what was it called? Um, he got a standing ovation. Okay. Um, what? I'll have to look it up. You That's have, fine. You have it's to just do a, some talking. So I love how you have the that. trivia part, but you didn't. You didn't have the the name of the thing. I also think just as the first time, guys, I'm going to say that Ryan will tease me every week about the podcast and whatnot, but he does have a little little uh, post it card from his hotel, uh, the W, and it says note to self on it. So, and he's actually filled it in with a good, you know, fifteen lines of 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 notes on each side. So he prepared for this. There's a lot he wanted to share with you onesies. So. Don't well, let his gruff exterior about, oh, I don't care. Nobody cares. This isn't funny. They don't want to hear us talk about stuff. You have a ton of stories from this week. Easy, easily your best week on the tour so far? Easily my best week. And that's why I yeah. think I took so many notes because I had such a great time cool. playing the tourist in Nashville. Yeah. Um, the Southern hospitality was fantastic. Everyone was so friendly and lovely with the exception of if you Lynchburg to fucking t- uh, politics in um, Lynchburg. And all you were doing was taking a picture of like, so what, well, hold on. I, I guess I didn't ask this. We're not going back there. No, no. But I want to know what is this place you went into? They took you in for lunch. Yeah, it's just the square. I told you it's the square. Right. But were they just, did they just drop you in this town and say fend for yourself? Yeah. Okay. So, cause originally you're like, they took us for lunch, but 
Where yeah, did you, you... It's buy your own lunch from the square. They just okay, you but you bus. said 360 feet. That's like, that's a few blocks. I said 300 feet. Okay, buddy, that's still a few blocks. Yeah, sure. It's, so it's, it's maybe like, what, 20 shops on each side of the square. Right. So what did you go to have lunch? Where did, what did you, what is this place bus, that you're- As we drove in, the bus driver's like, those guys have a great barbecue shredded chicken sandwich. Great. You had it? It was great? I went there. Uh, it was super cheap, super quick, and it was okay. Fair. So what's this place that you wandered into that gave you the attitude? Like, you don't have to tell us the story, but like- but I, I want to know, like you're saying, oh yeah, I was in this place and I found this. You're saying it they got bumper stickers and everything, yeah. and now you're in the store so and you're it describing it. The, like- it was not the Jack Daniels um, hardware store because Jack Daniels became a hardware store during Prohibition. Okay, and they did. They had their fingers in many pies. Yeah, they during, bootlegged, obviously. Um, probably on the down low. I don't, I don't remember them talking about that. Okay, fair. Um, but the they were the tourist shops. So after. The restaurants and ice cream shops and whatever spread around this square. There's all these tourist shops and two Jack Daniels tourist stores. Now, the Jack Daniels tourist stores were just like Jack Daniels. They were nice people. Right. Um, and they had no political agenda. The other tourist places, though, the, were very politically biased Trump supporters now, and, right? And you know they have the right to be a Trump supporter. Sure. Um, I don't. I just. To, I, I don't I, have to buy the sticker, you know, like, and put it on my car. But they do sell them, and they were just hostile about defending their uh, amendments. Was the feeling that I got when I was in the shop? When you say hostile about defending their amendments, what the second one? Yeah, the, you the know, fucking, even the fucking the guns. I guess. Well, not to. Uh, the First Amendment isn't that freedom, freedom of speech. Of speech? The, so, but that's the see, thing is like, why do you need to thing, def- right? Because I can't turn around and be like, well, I think this is shit, because then they'll fucking kill me. <laughs> well, the thing is that it's like yeah, it's like being aggressive. So here's, can I just say that this is the part that's frustrating to me, is that like, it's like if you believe this, right? You got your shirt with you, like, oh, he's the he's the big guy and he's coming in to save the world with his posse of of army guys. It's like. If you're like, if someone taking a picture of something, like if I made art and someone was taking a picture, I wouldn't go, what are you to do with that? Well, you don't like it. You know, the, well, if you want it, then you buy it and get the fuck. It's like, oh, hold on. If you're insecure that someone taking a picture of your, of your propaganda art, like, I don't know if, if this is what you believe, then how do you not stand behind your conviction? And if someone wants to take a picture of it, she sure, I, I agree. She should like, have been happy I was photographing it because then I could be- You'd be advertising it to someone else. Yeah, or if you believe this, right? You got it on a shirt. You sell it in your store with pride. If you believe this, even if you think that person doesn't agree with it, first off, you wouldn't be super insecure about someone taking a picture of it if you, if you really believed it as strong as you say. It's a small person thing. Smallest dogs bark the loudest. So the person with the store full of my guy's going to fucking save the world or whatever, you you would be like, yes, yes, of course. You don't you don't think this too? I'm so crazy about this that I think everyone thinks this automatically. It's that, you know, like it's almost like why don't you have pictures of the, the fucking Ku Klux Klan on shirts here? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that would be like insecure. Why are you taking pictures of it? It's like, well, because you've put really hateful polarizing shit on a shirt. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's pretty obvious that- you know, people who think that way are small minded and even a part of them, you know, would be embarrassed to be caught, you know, trying to peddle it. That's what it is. It's like someone filming you sitting around telling N word jokes. It's like, oh, I don't want I, I'd say, well, then you don't you don't really stand behind your convictions that much if you're going to if you're going to be, you know, scared off as soon as someone's trying to catch you doing it. That's really I don't know. I think um, 
I think if you have a political mindset on something that you should, you have not found buying you time by talking about this and you still haven't found the country. Song. I have, I have, unless I've, you completely moved no, on to I, another subject. I've looked up. Um, so, um, one of the things that happened to Stephen Lee Olson, which is the guy we were talking about, got the standing ovation at the end of his song. Right. Uh, he was asked by, uh, Keith Urban, if he could perform, a song that was written by Stephen Lee Olson, and that song was More Girls Like You, if you know what that song is. I don't. Uh, Keith Urban sings it, but then also Stephen Lee Olson, he sung it because it's his song um, on stage. Uh-huh. And another one was uh, Blue Ain't Your Color. These are like number one hits at the moment. Uh, on the in Blue the Ain't Your Color? Yep, in the country scene, number one hits in the country scene um, last year and this year. So I don't know where they sit now, but he sung one of those. He's Canadian. He's a popular country music star. Yep. And he got a standing ovation and the dude cried. He cried. Yep. Because people stood up for his music. Yep. I don't know, man. Do you think it's fake? I I don't know. I've seen a lot of artists do really well and come from, but why are these guys crying all the time? Is that just like a, is it like fake, fake heartfeltness? No, I'm starting to think that it's a Canadian thing. I think the Canadians cry. I don't know. There's a lot of Canadians. I don't see them crying all the all time. All the American artists that uh, that played for us, I know none of them. I mean, as a Canadian uh, artist, I'd be I'd be really excited to see myself be able to a perform in the states, b have it well received. Maybe that's part of it. Would you cry if you had a great show? I don't know. You don't know. I can't seem to cry for any reason. I've given myself permission. I'm allowing. I talked to. Was it you? I was talking to. I feel like I was talking to Will about this. You like, talk can't to me cry because you don't shut up. <laughs> so hurtful. Um, so there was a comic. There was a <laughs> cry, this, this hurt your feelings. Act. There was a comic. Hold on, I mean, we hurt my feelings. Um, John Christ. I'm not sure if it's Christ or Christ. There's no H in it, so one Christ. could argue it's Christ. Christ. John Christ. Yeah, you're right. And yeah, but you don't need an on. H. You don't need an H for it to be Christ either. Though. A H. A H. Yeah. A H. Yeah. Um, I H the way you say that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he was the comic. He sort of broke up the the shit music to the good music with uh, some good humor. Um, he was very funny. What did he talk about? Um, he talked about hitting children. And he was pro, right? Hitting children? Yeah. When I was a kid, I got hit and these kids, he was, they, that kind of shit? He was one of uh, eight children. He was the third of eight children, from what I remember, homeschooled as well. Um, and he became a comic and he's doing very well for himself. But am I right? Was his, was his bit about hitting kids when I was young, I got hit and these kids today, you can't hit them. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but so you remember I, when I was saying I he's probably not super standard. good? Like the fact that I could tell you what his bit was. Well, you say he's not super it. good, but he's got like, um, like 5 million followers on social media. So he's got 5 million followers. What the fuck is he doing? You know, as a, as a breakup act. Well, in, he's in playing Nashville. at the grand old Opry. Never heard of him. Um, so uh, that's a pretty big thing. A lot of stars want to play sure, there. Sure. I know a lot of guys who play Vegas who are, who nobody knows who they are. You know, they do little club shows in Vegas. I'm not, like, I don't know the guy. I'm, I'm not, not having trying to shit a, on him. I'm not having a but stab the fact that I think you should watch his material because I think you'll like it. I don't think I will because I knew it before I'd ever heard it. Oh, when I was a kid, you know, the news kids today, like, yeah, I get it. About spanking, hitting kids. I don't hate the guy. I just don't know his name. And if he was a big, your face I know right him. now says that you hate the guy. <laughs> yeah, and you haven't even just, seen him. I don't know. I've seen a lot of like, like first off, any comic worth of salt does not 
uh, open for bands. You do that when you're new. If you're five million followers, he didn't open for bands. He was like the no, but you're doing like the, the mid show. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't you don't sure. open. You don't you don't you don't but intermission. You don't whatever for. But also, this is a a radio. Um, broadcast so no, maybe maybe, maybe, maybe comedy is part of their thing maybe they do one comedy i just know everybody who's big like the inside baseball you know what i mean like everyone knows who's doing well in their industry i don't know maybe i'm just an asshole towards this guy I just never after, heard of him after you take me to my happy place tonight you can look him up and then what's your happy no you're going to happy place. i got to do all the editing while you while you are you not it. coming no, I used oh, up. Remember, such a loser. I was going to do that. And we went to the museum. I said I was skipping the museum. Remember that I was. I have yeah, four things. You were going to do the bus, and now you're not doing the bus. Why am I not doing the bus? I wasn't going to do it today. It's, it's raining all day. We have to. This is next week. Shut up. <laughs> this is your 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 teasers. <laughs> These are teasers at this point. We don't want to. We don't want to be doing spoilers. Anyway, well, that sort of really sums it up. At the end of the night, I went back to my fucking shit minus five star hotel where they had stolen um, more conditioner out of the bottle do you even use conditioner i asked them to fucking um make up my room three times that i was there mm-hmm. and it was like a five-year-old came in to make the bed by the way since when you turn around you turn away who are you you're johnny i'm this i'm that and you contradict you contradict yourself more than i do uh and i do it a lot what are you, you talking about turn away housekeeping constantly and now you're mr hey make my fucking room <laughs> Because it was such a shit hotel, I wanted them to do something that I could write about. And they didn't even do that well. So anyway, it was so bad that I was meant to stay there um, on the Monday. Yeah, and you were like, I'm leaving early. And uh, and I was meant to leave on Tuesday. Um, I woke up at 5.45 a.m. on Monday morning, and I was out of that hotel at 6 a.m. Wheels were rolling, no word of a lie. I threw everything in my fucking suitcases and zipped them up. Didn't fold anything. Just pile. But you had already got like got out of the rezo, right? Did you already or did you pay for a night that you're never going to use? Paid for a night that I'm never going to. Oh use. wow, you couldn't even get the night. I back went down home. there and I was like, I'm checking out. I'm upgrading. And this they place. were like, Fuck Oh, me. you're not meant to check out until tomorrow. Were you unhappy with the stay? And I was like, Yes, I was fucking very unhappy with the stay. You and please it, tell me you said that. I didn't say fuck. No, well, no, but you said I yes. Said, I was very unhappy with the stay. You yes, told, you told. I, I told okay, her. Good, I told good, her. Good, good, good. And she was like, "Oh, okay. Well, you'll get a survey. Be sure to fill it out." That's Again, what she said. Not didn't, my didn't problem. Care. Yeah, didn't like, fucking care. She didn't yeah. say. They oh, make us ask if you care. Why didn't you enjoy the stay or anything like that? So, is I there got, anything we can do to make it right? Nothing. 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 So I got out of there, drove uh, all the way Freedom. to Chicago, to cover my heart and sing the national anthem, the country that cares, and then pulled in uh, to the truck stop. That was super easy for me to park, went straight to the hotel, um, which was the W Hotel in Chicago downtown, and it is a five-star hotel, and coming from a minus five-star hotel, this so far has been- Yeah, you're loving it. I'm just fucking loving it. I, I don't know what You got Giordano's. Uh, we haven't recorded, by the way, I'll our first couple nights more. experience from the, our first landing here in Chicago, because we recorded our parking. I'll talk more about uh, the W Hotel next week. Yeah. Do you have some experiences there already that you've got lined up to talk about? Or just your experience with W overall? My experience with W overall. Yeah. Okay. It's the second W hotel I've stayed at. Well, you talked very highly about them before before this trip. Yeah. So this one's not as good as the first one. But anyway, I'll cover that next week. Okay. Fair enough. Uh this week coming up, guys, uh, this is our last US stop. Uh the Ed Sheeran concert. This I haven't looked. Have you looked before we give false information? It's Soldier we're acti- field. we're building we 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 load in and activate Saturday. That's right. But, but we load out on Friday. 
Okay. Are we sure we're not part of the Friday one? No, we're not, because it's not at Soldier Field. Oh, well, where's he playing here on Friday? Why Why are you asking me questions when I well, have, you have you're the in you, my hand? You know the, the okay, well, we'll Ryan's going to get that, but you are confident we load in on, on Saturday, we activate Saturday, we load out Sunday. Is, that's my understanding. Okay, so that's what we think we're doing. And for anyone who's listening and might be in the Chicago area, we have it... We have very good reason to believe that uh, Ed Sheeran will be out uh, at our Tingly Ted's activation, giving away samples. There will be a lot of security. Don't think you're going to jump the guy and and make out with him. But um, no, fellas, there's a lot of security, but this is also the headquarters of Kraft Heinz, who are, who are the ones who make the sauce. Um, oh, by the way, off off air Friday, uh, Friday. Sorry, he I wants. Uh, we found out from the from from some clients in uh, Iowa that he wants to be distanced from the brand. Um, oh, really? He doesn't want it to be like, oh, this is Ed Sheeran's hot sauce. Even though it says in the bottle, there's like he kind of wants to like he he made whatever, but he kind of kind of wants to let fails? it. I don't think so. I think. Um, we we all speculated, including the people there, like the clients telling us, like, um, it's more like, you know, hey, he helped develop whatever, but he doesn't want like he doesn't want to be like, oh, Ed Sheeran's hot sauce. Like I mean, again, an aviator gin, everyone knows it's Ryan Reynolds, but like he's not like his face isn't on the bottle and stuff like that. So I don't know if it's strategic in the sense that like the super fans will know it's his and want to buy it for that, but then the people who just like like it you know, uh, aren't going to be like, oh, it's a gimmicky pop singer sauce. I think it's kind of like let the general public not know that he's a part of it and then let the the super fans know that it is in fact his or whatever. I think it's just more strategic so that um, people don't turn their nose up at it because it's a pop star's product. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but you won't see a shitload of like Ed Sheeran branding associated with it. It's just it happens to be Ed Sheeran's hot sauce. Um, but they're not telling us like not to say that at, at events. Anyways, um, old Mr. Uh, not, not my sauce uh, will be there theoretically um, on Saturday. And, on, and I just looked up on Friday. He's at the um, Chicago theater. Yep. And you can buy tickets for Chicago theater starting at $97 all the way up to 11,500. So the naked dude is now dressing in a Navy uniform, which I believe that looks pilot. Navy. He's a pilot? Yeah. There's a lot of stewardesses and pilots staying in the, fuck me, that's an old one, flight attendants, Jesus. I say stewardesses a lot, even though I know it's flight attendant. I used to say flight attendant all the you time. It's switching. Fuck. I don't know why. I think maybe I switched to stewardess because I'm like, flight attendant, oh my, I'm, that's that's old. It's been corrected. It's like, no, it's that's the proper one. I was right the first time. Anyways. There's one of them uh, plane uh, and plane conductors <laughs> getting dressed over there, um, but uh, a plane driver. Plane driver. He drives a plane. Plane just cheese sauce and dough. Um, the uh, yeah, he's gonna come out, uh, give away some sauces. Um, it's a big deal for uh, Ryan, myself, our whole team because this is the head office of of the manufacturers it's the uh all of our bosses from our company are going to be showing up so it's uh you know showing them uh, the big the big show we're building instead of it being a single tent ever since uh foxborough we've been using ryan's truck until last week when we split and then it was one set up in each place well we're we're reforming the transformers individually and we're building the one big thing out of everything all together here in uh in chicago so it's a, a, a huge build it's gonna be shit you think so? I think the build and the teardown. 
are going to be fine. They're going to be shit. I think the activation will be fine. Okay. Okay. Why? Because I think for the activation, they're going to spend the money because the client's going to be there and Ed Sheeran's going to be there to make sure nothing goes wrong. So we're going to have more power than we can imagine. We're going to have more staff than we can imagine. But then what would go wrong during this setup and teardown that would affect us? If everything no, we need is there, why would that go? No, I, I, don't, I don't mean that. I think it's just going to be long. I see. And just boring setup. We've been doing this for six weeks now. Set up the tent, set up the fucking kitchen, right. turn the fryers on. Um, except now it's twice as big, so it's going to take twice well, as long. look how close we are walking distance from my hotel. If they give us that break in the middle of the day, I don't think they're going to take it because we want to meet the guy if he comes out, right? So we're probably going to stick around. But in the event that he comes early well, I want him to and sign, we takes his pictures I said I'll go and buy a guitar if, if they'll ask if he'll sign my guitar. Mm-hmm. And then our own team has said they're not going to ask for that. They're not going to even ask him? No, they didn't have to ask him personally. They, I said, can you ask Ed Sheeran's management team if he would be- And okay they said, we won't ask do that. that. And they're like, we're not going to ask them that, which I thought was a bit shit. I'm like, it's just a question. Just ask them, will Ed sign some like special things for the staff? Right. Yes or no. If he says no, fine. If he says, yeah, no worries, I'll sign whatever, then I was going to get a guitar. I think uh, I'm going to get my- We have the- the, the only thing that we have that says Ed Sheeran on it is uh, from our very first stop in the States, the Foxborough parking passes. There's one in your truck, one in mine. Mm. Um, I, I wouldn't mind getting that autograph. That's like a personal keepsake for my first international touring gig, yeah. you know, having the artist sign like my, my tour credential, which is the only one that I had. Right. So that would be, that, I think that would be cool. It'd be nice to, you know, I missed both kids' birthdays on this tour being here so it would be nice if i could get a 10 second video for each one of them saying hey you know hey brooke happy birthday i'm ed sheeran hey michaela happy birthday from ed sheeran you know um and it would be great to get a little sound bite because as the listeners know there's a, a whole little fanfare of celebrities you know saying hey this is the one man podcast it'd be great to say hey it's ed sheeran and you're listening to the one man podcast great that's a lot of asks for one man i think that i think each like, like literally 10 second video hey my my daughter's name's Brooke. Happy birthday, Brooke from Ed Sheeran. Okay, my daughter's Michaela. Hey, Michaela. I'll fucking be like, you know what? Don't even worry about stopping. Just happy birthday, Brooke. All in one take. Happy birthday, Michaela. You know, Merry Christmas, this person. And and then hey, I'm Ed Sheeran, and you're listening to the One Man Podcast. Well, you know, I, like I that's. I think it would take in thirty seconds. I'd be like, okay, that's cool. You know, I'd be like, I just I just want to tell the listeners that we had a great experience, Eddie. You know what I mean? If you if you say no, I mean, I'd hate to have to turn around and be like, yeah, they was. I, he seems like a good guy. Everyone says he's a good guy. He likes to spend time with his fans, likes to do things. Be like, hey, man, we dropped off the sauce for that pizza joint. Good pizza. The you only know? thing I'm uh, thinking is like, there's going to be all the fucking super fans in the activation. Right. So they're going to want his signatures on all their paraphernalia as well. My so my my I thoughts are- I have a feeling that we're going to be on the back burner. I, I believe so too. My my plan that day is while Ed's doing all of his stuff and his management team is kind of standing back and just letting it happen- I talked to the management people, the same guy that I introduced myself to in Toronto. He was a nice guy, offered to introduce me to Ed. Um, he's like, yeah, if you want, yeah, I'd be happy to introduce you to him when he comes out or whatever. And they changed their mind. It didn't happen. But it'd be nice to say hello to him again. Hey, man, it's good to see you. How's the tour been? How have you guys been? You know, just just when he's got a little bit of downtime because the, the Ed, it's like when we activate, right? When we're building and setting up and logistics, it's all hands on deck. Once the activation gets going, it kind of runs itself a little bit. And I think that, you know, 
while Ed's saying hello to the public and this and that, and security's watching his back, management team would step over and, and, you know, say, hello, how are you? How's it been? You know, show some genuine interest in, in them. How you guys been? Da, da, da. You know, and then, um, I'm sure Will and Casey will let us know, you know, if, if we're going to get some pictures of, cause, cause all of our bosses are there. Everyone who wants to meet him is there. And I think that I figure out where what, we fit in, in where in we fit into that group. Fucking blue oil stained midnight circus shirt. Yeah. That's what they want us to wear. Yeah. And I think when you get that picture with them, it's like, if I was just meeting him at the concert, like a meet and greet, would I be wearing the work shirts? We were working with the guy. I think like I've, I've taken pictures with comics that I was hanging out with in a green room that nobody else got to do. So Bill Burr, same guy who filmed his special, one of his specials at the Grand Ole Opry. Um, when I was in Ottawa, um, I got two tickets to go see him perform at the TD place. Gigantic fucking, I don't remember how many thousand seater. It's a big hockey arena. Um, we, we saw the show and then I text my buddy, Paul Verzi, who's got an interview episode on the show and, um, and Verzi was open for him and I, and I'm like, Hey man, can we come back and say, what's up? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you guys sitting? I'm like, ah, we're kind of like in the middle of the-. He's like, no, no, no. Like row seat number. I'm sending security for you. And so like, and, and almost every comic in the city was there at that show. Other people I knew, like everyone came to see Bill Burr at this event. And as everyone else is like walking out, we're walking down. It's like, where are you guys going? It's like, oh, security. We're going to go backstage and, and meet them. Like, you know what I mean? It was cool. It was cool. It was a power move. But then when we were back there, we're saying what's up to them. We got pictures, but we're just standing in front of a curtain. So it looks like pictures from a meet and greet where literally there could have been a, a lineup down the the block. Yeah, waiting. Yeah, so I'm just saying like, sometimes if you're in a work shirt with stains on it, you're meeting Ed Sheeran. Like that's that there's more evidence in that image that you worked on his tour as opposed to if you look great and you're taking a picture of him, it's like, ah, I was, yeah, we went to a concert and he did a thousand meet and greets. I want him to sign my shirt. So bring your shirt with you. I want to wear my shirt with my photo with Ed Sheeran. Okay. So then do it, take the picture and then have him sign the, the, the back of it. Anyway, you brought up Bill Burr playing at the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. That's not um, where I saw him, but and that was a special that he did. He he recorded one of his specials at the Grand Old Opry in in Nashville. I believe it's the one called "I'm Sorry You Feel That Way," and it was all done in black and white because he was saying he always wanted to film a special in black and white. Okay, and he's a he's a really good comic. You don't know him? Yeah, I've seen one of his shows. I'm just asking for your opinion. I I think highly of him. Yeah. So then, why is this John Chris guy? On because your fucking he, shit he, list. First off, it's a music thing. thing I don't. Bill Burr. I don't care. Listen, you can have a, a shitty football team playing in arena as a good as a good musician, right? It's not the venue that made the person. I understand bad. your analogy. My, I think you should watch the guy and then tell me next week. I'm saying when you're in you between. We okay. I'll give you an example. We got into a discussion about cruise ships. Right. And, and Will was saying, oh yeah, there's comedians on cruise because Will used to work on cruise ships. Oh yeah. They got shows, they got comedians. And I was saying in my industry, if you're an established comedian and then you go and do cruise ships, it's like that person's done. It's like retirement for comic. You know what I mean? Like, sure. You got your act, whatever, but it's like, it's kind of the hacky run of the mill, you know, boring stand up. Now I know guys who do cruise ships who are very funny. It's not even to say that they're not funny, but it's like when you're growing as a comic, you know, you don't go to the, there's the, the cruise ships are so heavily regulated that there isn't room to be creative and be like, Oh no, I'm, I'm going to do my act. I'm going to do what this I want to do. Cruise ship, this no, is I understand that. But I'm, and I'm saying that, that being operate. the act between musicians, right. That's not your show. You're the, the MC, you're the host. Whereas when you're like, oh, I'm filming my Netflix special in this venue, 
like well, first off the other one was the the one with the good sound what was that one the ryerson or, or something ryman or the ryman right so it's the ryman's the one that's like oh, okay great sound or whatever the grand Ole opry i'm sure it's a great venue right a lot of, i think that 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 might even have been the same place that jim jeffries filmed freedom one of my favorite special of his he was in nashville i don't know we could find out but all i'm saying is that that you could be at a great venue and and have a shitty gig and you could be at a fucking shitty venue and have a have a great gig all i'm saying is that for him to be the act in between musicians in my industry that gig being the warm up cuz the energy is so fucking different right music like you got drums like that the, the energy and the sound from music versus spoken word are two very different ones so as a comic like you're going to get steamrolled by the music no matter what so a lot of comics are like i would that sounds like a hell gig i would never take that gig it might pay well and you might survive it but overall the gig itself is one that that is uh, in the industry looked down at like if and 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 you will not see jerry seinfeld doing that you will not see chris rock doing that you will not see louis ck jim jeffries bill burr you will not see them doing their act in between bands like that's the point it's so red well, I can never tell if you actually want to know. You're like, yeah, hey, like, like I'm, a lot of these guys are good. The shitty club comics in Vegas will make you laugh. But what you don't know is those guys are all doing jokes from other comedians. They're all doing the hackiest stuff. Oh, can you believe air, airline food? Why do men leave the toilet seat up when men and women are different? Fight forever. Like, it's just, you're not seeing cutting edge shit. Whereas, the, whereas it sounds like the acts that you saw in terms of the musicians, they were like award winners and stuff like that. Fuck you. No. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, coming up this week, guys, Ed Sheeran, Chicago, we, uh, we went on a lot longer about just what might happen this week. We don't know though. Ryan and I also have um, purchased like uh, tourist packages here because now Ryan is a professional tourist. Um, he had so much fun in Nashville that we're going to do all sorts of crazy stuff here. We have already uh, partaken, partaken, partook partucket we've already uh indulged in one thing today um and we've got uh, ryan is very excited to go do another this evening while i produce the podcast and then we're gonna do some other things tomorrow i'm excited i really am excited for the things that 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 you suggested and you picked thank you for doing the research um and we'll tell you guys all about those next week but in the meantime um i hope you guys have an awesome week i hope you enjoy the podcast and i look forward to chatting with you again soon I take it out on you Even when you ain't done anything I take it out on you I give my worst but you still give everything You always say you love me when I don't know how to love you too So tell me why do I still take it out on you I'm the biggest hypocrite in the universe I get so mad 